0: To the Orient Outlook podcast with myself, Steve Nussbaum. And as always, I'm joined by myself, Stan Chum, the bearded legend, the daddy-o, Mr. Paul Eby. Thank you very much indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. This is
1: episode number 186, and we're right in the middle of summer. Just about finished our pre-season fixtures, and more on those coming up later on in this week's show. But this week, we're not alone. Oh no, we are joined by Vice-Chairman. And a uh, long-time guest of this show, friend of the podcast, Mr. Kent Teague. Welcome back, Kent. Thank very you very much, much. For, for being here uh, with us.
2: So glad to be here.
1: Thanks for coming on. Yep. Uh, you were last on the podcast with us back in uh, on the 2nd of June in our end-of-season finale. Uh, we were all looking forward to a Nice, relaxing summer break. Um, but obviously the tragic passing of Justin Edinburgh in the week that followed that um, obviously stunned us. So what were your
2: memories of Justin? Um... You know, the, the thing I remember about Justin most is the banter that he and I had about a lot of different things. Uh, he was quick to remind me that I didn't really know anything about football. And, uh, and so it was fantastic. And so I would ask him questions, and uh, he would give me a look sometimes that, uh, that made it clear that I didn't have any idea why I was even asking the question in the first place. And, uh, you know, and then the other thing I remember about Justin was just how much he loved his players, and he had very high expectations for them, but he also knew that he could make them better, and he was really committed to making them better. And then, just on a personal note, um, it, it was just my good fortune to always get to see him and Carrie interact, and um, because I would sit next to him at the Starman and and things like that, and Carrie would be in the stands, and. Uh, you know, there are times when you see two people look at each other and you know that they love each other. And there's just no doubt in your mind that they really care about each other. And I know Carrie, when she looked at Justin, she really cared about Justin. And I know Justin really cared about her. And Justin was so proud of Sydney uh, and Charlie. Um, he was really, he constantly we would talk about our children, and uh, you know, Justin would talk the most uh, about it because he was so proud of Charlie and so proud of Sydney. So, you know, those are the things that I remember about Justin.
0: So, obviously, the football world keeps turning. So, obviously, while the club are mourning, this season's getting closer and closer. Players are moving, things are happening in football, correct, as it <laughs> always does. And the club had to act pretty swiftly sure. um, to a point that's successful for Justin. So, how did you all? In the board, how did you all handle the process?
2: Well, we had a conversation. We had a number of conversations. Of course, uh, there was the initial shock that we all went through. Uh, and then we started to have board calls uh, very frequently about, okay, um, how do we best support the family? That was the first question that we would ask at those calls. How do we best support the family? How's Charlie doing? How's Sydney doing? How's our interactions uh, you know, with, with Carrie? Um, you know, how, how are things going over there? Okay, now let's think about uh, the football side. Now, what, what do we want to do? What do we want to think about? And initially what happened was we took a couple of days off just for each individual board member to think about what they thought was the best idea or the best way to handle it. And then um, Martin Ling was also thinking about it. Um, at this same time, um, you know, we were just trying to figure out like, what's the best thing for the club, what's the best thing for the players, and all of that. And so kind of a group consensus came together over not a long period of time, but a a, a period of time where we said, okay, what we're going to do is we have a lot of trust in Ross. We have a lot of trust in Danny Webb. Um, Let's have a conversation with Joby about maybe stepping up because everybody needs to step up a little bit. So let's have them step up. Let's make an interim You know, let's do it the right way. And I think Nigel Travis has done a phenomenal job of leading the club through an extremely trying time. One thing that happens with our board is we always ask each other, what's the playbook or what, you know, what's an example that we can draw upon? There's never been anything like this happen to another professional sports team in the history of the world that we know of. No NFL team, no NBA team, no MLB team, no NHL team, those are all four American sports. Uh, We don't know of a single time that it's ever happened in cricket, in the cricket world. We don't know that it's ever happened in football, uh, either in the Spanish league or in the Italian league or the English league, where a manager who two weeks ago was at Wembley happens to pass away that just got promoted. That's never happened before. So there was no playbook, there's no right way to do it, but I do believe that Nigel really was superior and fantastic in leading both us, the board, and us, the club, through that very trying time.
0: And I guess, thoughts on Ross and Danny and Joby in their interim roles? Like you said, I think the board's got a lot of faith. Mm-hmm. In the three of them, so what I guess we what, do. what are you hoping for from them this season? Because it's going to be quite a challenging season for everyone involved.
2: But I think those three guys are probably. I, I think I think the, I think there would be two things that I have on expectations. First of all, I expect that Ross and Danny, and to some degree Joby. Joby, when Joby starts to play again, it'll be he'll he'll go back to being a player, and he won't be as much of a of a coach. But I expect what I want out of Danny and Ross more than anything is I want them to get the most out of the players that they've got. I want to see improvement week to week. I want to see the players improving. I want to see us improving as a team. That's probably the first thing. Now, out of that, I think leads to results. I think that's what leads to results. The second thing that I want out of Ross and out of Danny is I want Ross and Danny to be Ross and Danny. Mm-hmm. I want them to manage like Ross and Danny, not like Russell Slade or Justin. Martin Ling or <coughs> Justin. Yeah. Not because I don't think they shouldn't take on some characteristics from those people, but I think people. that those two young men you know, need to lead this team, as the managers, right? I think they need to lead the team the way they would naturally do it. Ross is not anybody else, and neither is Danny. And they have personalities and traits and ways that they do things, and I believe that they can get the most out of this club. Now, what's going to happen is our fans will have in the back of their mind, and, and you can't blame them, they'll have in the back of their mind, well, that's not the way Justin would have done it. That's not the decision Justin would have made. That's not, you know, and so we're going to, Ross and Danny know they're going to have to deal with that. The board knows we're going to have to deal with this in in some way, shape, or form, because we will go through a period where the results aren't always the way we want them to be. So, but our desire is improve the players, make us play really well, and be yourself. Do it your way, as best you can. Amazing, yeah. Yep. You couldn't ask for any yep. more, really. Okay. Um, <laughs> and yes, because as you say, it,
1: it's never been done before, and I, you know, no one's taken over a role where you know the previous per- incumbent has passed away and, and, and had done what he'd done. So, right. absolutely fits in now. Um, obviously, you know, like Steve said, the footballing world doesn't stop moving. It doesn't. Um, it, it's a con- it's a constant move. Um, from your conversations in the boardroom, what's been the sort of reoccurring things, what's what's been sort of spoken about uh, sort of on your board calls that, that, that you guys have and obviously Justin and obviously there's transfers sure, sorts sure. of bits and pieces. Can you give us any insight?
2: Every 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 piece of the business that you would think that we would be talking about, we're talking about. You know, so on the commercial side we continue to talk about things like, you know, uh, turnover and season ticket sales and ticket sales and shirts and now all of a sudden we're running the club shop and just sports not running it anymore. So we've got to bring in merchandise and we're changing the club shop and we're doing all that, you know, changing out the point of sale system and we're doing, you know, different things there and maybe rearranging certain things. Even in the East stand, we've made some slight changes in the East stand and, and the way that the, you know, that lays out for the fans on that side. Um, You know, there's everything from, you know, how's the pitch doing? You know, I don't know. We always have this conversation about this green carpet. It always looks good to me, but we're always having this conversation about it. You know, how's it doing? How's the weather? Wait, it's too hot. No, it's too cold. No, there's too much rain. No, there's not enough rain. No, there's, you know, there's all that. No, too much sunshine. No, there's too many clouds. I don't know. It's constant. It's an agricultural problem that the world always has. Yeah. you know, we're having conversations about that. And you know, and so on the commercial side, there's everything from marketing to sales to all of that. And then there's the football side. And we're having conversations about, okay, you know, Justin and then Ross and Danny and, you know, transfers in and out. And, you know, I don't know, some snail went to Huddersfield and then Macaulay Bond goes to Charlton. And how, what do we do about that? How do we make that work? How, how does that all work? And Fozzie's got his lists. and. We're going through, you know, all that. And then the other thing that happens is, you know, there's an academy that needs to be kind of taken care of. And Lewis has been doing that. And so, you know, we talk about every piece of the business. There, uh, once I think it's about once every month. I, it it kind of gets crazy in the summer because we're all going on holiday at different times and we'll move stuff around a lot. But we have a three-hour call once a month. And we talk about everything in the club for three hours. Every single item you can think of, Danny puts on a list, and we go through that entire list. Mm -hmm. And then we also have weekly. We have weekly calls, but they only last an hour. And then we will have special calls, which I'm sure sure you can imagine. (laughs) We've had some special calls this summer uh, that are just like, we need a call. We have to have it tomorrow morning, 8 o'clock, be on the call. And it's, it's not like it's an option. We're just on the call. And that's like 6 o'clock in the morning, your time. Yeah, well, I, uh, yeah. Three, well two, whatever, 3, whatever, morning, whatever right. time it is, I, I, I don't pay attention. And the other thing, too, we need to talk <laughs> about streaming, right? So we've got streaming. And then I don't know what it is. I don't really understand it. I know this is really important to all of you. The football league thing, I don't get it, right? I'm a National League guy. That's what I'm starting <laughs> to tell people. Like, Look, I'm a National League guy. I don't know anything about this league thing. So I only know Laken Orient as a National League team. That's all I know, National yeah. League side. Now, huh? I can't wait to see how great it is because all y'all have been telling me the last two years is this is the greatest thing ever and this is something we need to get done as fast as possible. Okay, here we are. Yeah, I hope, it's great. I yeah. hope it's great.
0: <laughs> so we're lucky enough to have you on the pod over the last two years. And at many points, we've joked about how much it would take to get McCauley Bond out of the club, including a fee involving your wife at points. But McCauley is now gone. He's left the I club. Know. and And for nowhere near what my wife is worth.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and I guess it's
0: this is probably the point where you're having to say goodbye to people who you've worked with for two years. Yes. There's probably more of an emotional context to it now. There so is, you know Paulie, especially for me. You know yeah. Josh and family. to so. a certain extent. Yeah. Did you get a chance to say goodbye to those players and did they leave with your best wishes <clears throat> at heart? They did.
2: And, and I, I put out a tweet about Josh and I put out a tweet about uh, Macaulay and talked about how Josh showed up like a lightning strike every once in a while. It was like nothing was happening. There was just nothing going on and then all of a sudden there was a lightning strike. And I talked about how with Macaulay... I had had a number of times where I had said to McCauley over the last two years, I know you're going somewhere else. We all know that's going to happen. And we wish you the best. I can't wait for it to happen. I know you can't wait for it to happen, but I can't wait for it to happen because it really is our role in certain spots to get people ready to be at the next spot. And we knew we were doing that with McCauley and we knew that we were doing that with Josh. And I take it as an honor that we have such a fantastic club that we can build those gentlemen, right? And we can also, there's the good of them, there's the good of the club, and they merge together. They actually worked really well together for both of those people. So super excited for them. Can't wait to see what they become mm-hmm. and, you know, what, how it works for them.
1: We've obviously had significant income from the sales of these two, two okay. gents. Um, <laughs> apparently, um, in terms of now, what happens with sure. that money? Can yeah. you enlighten us? Absolutely, just
2: to, absolutely. Yeah. We have a we have a pro, we have a very specific process that we go through, where we say, okay, if player A gets sold, where does the money go? So for someone like Josh Caroma. Josh Karoma is a player who was, luckily we have two different players and they come from two different sources. Josh Karoma is a player who, as I think he was 14 or somewhere in there, he's young when he started to go through uh, you know, the late Orient kind of academy and, and build up and all that. So what happens is Josh's money either goes into the academy or it goes into the first team. Those are the only two places that his money will show up. So what happens is, is that there's a bigger, a little bit bigger budget, so to speak. There's a bigger budget in the academy, and there's a bigger budget in um, the first team, based on Josh McCauley, because McCauley um, didn't come through. He came from Colchester and on a free transfer. Transfer. Um, then what happens with his money is, is that his money goes in, into either the first team to replace him because we've got to be able to replace him. And then the second thing is is that his money will then be reinvested more generally into the general club. And so that may pay for an adjustment in the East stand or different, different things depending on what's needed. And so in some ways, because of what happened with Josh, that just means that the academy is going to be that much stronger over time. Because we're reinvesting the money into something that we got money from. We view Josh as we got money from him, from the academy. So so, that's, so we reinvest it. So that's where that money goes. None of the money comes out of the club. I mean, it doesn't, there, it doesn't come out of the club. It stays in the club. Mm-hmm. It's just that way we can sort of like from a business perspective, we allocate to certain areas So that they feel like they have a little bit more room. So Martin Ling, as a first team, um, you know, acquirer of talent, has a little bit more money in a couple of different spots. Maybe some loan money, maybe some first player money, maybe some, you know, some transfer money, that sort of thing. And so he can do that. And and that's how that money gets distributed. And then Martin decides how he spends that money. Yeah. In the academy. That's how it works. That's how it works. It's just that it's that simple, and it's kind of that complicated too, mm, mm. in the sense that well, kind of, kind of. That's a sense. high level view. Yeah, it's a it's so high level. level. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> but but <coughs> but, 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 it's, but it's but it's it's designed it's designed to make the club stronger both short term and long term, both. So the reinvestment in the academy is to make the club stronger over the long term. The reinvestment in the first team is to make the club stronger in the short term.
0: Cool. Amazing. So, so fantastic insight there from Mr. Yeah, T. He's no here worries. all night to give us <laughs> more of his expert opinion, uh, which is fantastic. So thank you for spending your Sunday evening with us, Ken. Sure. So as always, then, let's crack on with the Supporters Club update. And the Supporters Club will again be running coaches to selected away games this season. And it starts with Macclesfield on Saturday, the 10th of August. So the departure time for this one is 9am for a 3pm kickoff. And this one's a special flat fare rate. It's £25 um, for all members with kids under 16 costing only £13. So right bargain there. And then secondly, coaches to Mansfield uh, on Tuesday the 20th of August lead the supports club at 2pm. And this one kicks off at 7.45 and adult fares of £34.00 with concessions costing £31, with children aged under 16 costing you £17. And as always, you can book for both of these trips in the supporters club on a match day or by calling the travel line on 07722 135
1: Additionally, the next quiz at the Supporters Club will take place on Sunday, the 20th of October, starting at 6 o'clock with doors opening at 5pm. The cost for this one is £10 per person with a maximum of eight people per team with sandwiches included as well. All money raised will go towards the Errol McKellar Foundation with the guest quizmaster to be announced soon. Last year it was Sean... It was. From um, the chase. The chase, yeah. Um, So to book a space for the night, contact at Gorillaz, G-O-R-I-L-A-Z-1985 on Twitter, or you can email lmd85 at hotmail.co.uk, or if you know Lee, go into the Supporters Club uh, at home games, find him, and just ask him for some more information. Yeah,
0: sure to be a very good evening. And in one piece of AOB, we've spoken to a lot of fellow fans um, over the summer, And it's great to see how many of you have been encouraging uh, Orient and non-Orient fans to listen. It's amazing how many messages we get from different fans of different clubs. You can never listen to an Orient podcast uh, but they do. So here's a shout-out to any new listeners we've got. I think you had a message, or you know the Epstein family yep. in Vienna and Solihull.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So that's Johnny's parents and, and brother and brother-in-law. So um, welcome, one and all. If you're a new listener, get in touch with us. Let us know at Outlook.com is our email address. You can find us on social media. We're on uh, Twitter, at Orient Outlook, Or just search for us on Facebook as well. Let us know if you are a new listener.
0: Be yeah. Good to shout you out. Absolutely. So the pre-season... That was so. On Tuesday, the 25th of June, we recorded episode 185 in the morning, which was our tribute to Justin Edinburgh, and thanks to everyone for listening and for all the tweets, emails, and messages we received following that emotional episode. That's so probably no surprise. I think the kind of reaction we had was off the scale. Emails, yeah, literally, amazing. on the, the Tuesday night, as soon as we published it. Um, you know from Charlie from people at the club from fans who yeah. we've helped get through the process and it's really humbling um, to see so thank you to everyone who listened I, to that one I have to say I think that's probably exactly the right word we, we're just
1: two guys that do a podcast and talk about yeah. something you know a club that we love very much and to have that sort of impact we don't try to tell people we never try to tell people how to behave or how to feel or how you should deal with something that's not our job um, but the fact that people have found it cathartic in some ways and, and are able to deal with it a bit better and, and whatnot is, is truly humbling. And, and I don't actually realise that because you don't speak to all the listeners that we have. And, right. you know, sometimes we can't interact with everybody. So um, if we have helped in some way, then bless you. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, Wednesday the 26th of June, the club announced that Director of Football Martin Ling had signed a new two-year contract. Nigel Travis said Martin has done an amazing job in the last two years, not only building a strong coaching staff and playing squad and gain promotion, but handling a very difficult academy situation, which we will come on to later, because yeah. um, so I know you're keen to speak about <laughs> no worries, that, yeah. in a highly professional manner, uh, as well as supporting the growth of our camp and college programmes. We're
0: delighted that he has extended his contract with us. Yeah, so Martin went on to tweet. He said, cool. I'm glad to commit to Leighton Orient for another two years and to continue all the great work that has been done over the past two years and to make sure Justin's legacy is one that we can all be proud of. So for me, I think that's great news. More great news coming out of the club. Has to be
1: said how much of a fantastic job he's done. He has... Had certain pockets of fans that have been moaning and complaining, but you're always going to get that. You're never going to please all the people all the no, time. No, no, but by right. and large, when you look at Martin's track record, the signings that they've made, the scouting, the team, the management, everything has you know, we've got what we wanted in two years, right? You look at Wrexham and other clubs that have dropped out, right? And the clubs that have dropped out and come back, it's taken them years and years, and we've just done that in two, correct? I think that says a lot about. You know how good a job Martin and
0: and obviously everyone at the club. But I think you know obviously we're talking about Martins. So I think how good a job he's done. Yeah, absolutely deserved for Martin. I think he lives and breathes Leyton Orient. I think yeah. he's done a stunning job over the last two years. I mean, when he joined the club, we had nine players. Right. And as a director of football, young the jobs don't come much harder. <laughs> young players. But now, I think one of the best things about getting promoted was to see Ling get so much credit on the back of it. It seemed to be a massive realization about actually he's done. A a fantastic, fantastic job right. yeah um, right. so that's kind of brought him to the fore but no fantastic Great. massive well done to Martin well done for you for for well, the ball uh, for getting that contract yeah. under his I just, nose so quickly well I
2: just I just think that I think what Martin does really really well is he builds a team so what he's doing is he's bringing in players he knows have he knows they have talent but he also knows they will get along really well they have character and that they will play really well together mm, yeah. so he's not hiring the absolute best person he can get in each position. He's hiring a team of people who can get a job done. Exactly. And there are examples about that that I, I might talk about some other day, but tonight I'll leave it alone, <laughs> about the National League paper as an example. So the National League would come out on a, on a Monday, and you notice that our players last year were hardly ever the in the team of the week. But we were always, number one, the table. So the number one team didn't have any of the best players, but we had the best team. And that is Martin Ling's style. And a lot of people don't necessarily appreciate that style or like that style. They really want the superstar style. Martin doesn't necessarily gravitate toward the superstar Necessarily. But that's not a bad does. thing. Exactly. It's a style. You don't it's want a style. group of 11 individuals out there. You want a team of 11 Correct. people out there. And that's, that's, the what, and that's what we yeah. want. That's what we want. We knew we were going to get that when we hired Martin. Nigel has that philosophy. I have that philosophy. Martin definitely has that philosophy. Ross does. Danny does. And Fozzie. Fozzie has also done an amazing job of finding the type of people in the characters that make us a team and so even though we didn't win all of the individual awards along the way we still were champions of the National League exactly. that's what matters yeah we yep. had a, a
1: tweet that came in from Dave Saunders 63 said
2: congrats Martin
1: you're a great man and just the
0: right person to build on this great football club yeah and later in the day following his release from the O's keeper Charlie Granger signed for Dulwich Hamlet. said good luck to Charlie for this season he got a head injury yesterday so Charlie we hope you're well, we hope you make the start mm-hmm. of the season. Yeah, yeah. Thursday, the twenty seventh of June. Obviously, we're not going to do it exact all
1: day by day. It's only days that things happened on, but on the twenty seventh of June, first day of pre-season training, the players and staff returned to training, and it couldn't have been much hotter. Although it yeah. did get hotter this last week, but <laughs>
0: it couldn't have got much hotter for that time of year. So, no signings videos on this day, but recently released midfielder. Alex Lawless was unveiled as an EBSF player so we wish Alex all the best Gave a great two years to the absolutely. football club absolutely done so well for us yep and I think yeah, Nigel with his message it. on episode 185 says he envisages Alex maybe coming back one day as a coach probably which a surprised coach, me yeah. yeah so he's a, he's a good character see. they all, all said
1: he wasn't making it into the team but what they did say about him was his professionalism was second to none he'd mm-hmm. still come in and push the others as hard Agreed. when you ask some of the players or whoever who's the best midfielder you've played against and they'd say Alex Lawless in training. <laughs> right. Like what? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: and,
1: but he's just that right. professional yeah. about it. So right. good luck to Alex. He's obviously down there with Gary, Hendon, uh, Gary Hill and Ian Hendon um, who we bumped into at Justin's, Justin's program, uh, memorial yeah. uh, service as well. So good luck to yeah. them down there's feet. Not without their problems unfortunately either.
0: So Friday, the 28th <laughs> of June. So happy 23rd birthday to O's midfielder Dale Gorman. Absolutely. At three o'clock, the club
1: unveiled the brand new 2019-20 home kit, which followed up at four o'clock with the reveal of the lovely away kit. I went for the home kit this year because I alternate. What? Oh, you do? I alternate, yeah. yeah. Um i got a big birthday this year, so that might be on the uh, wanted list. There you uh, go. Because the, the, I like that shirt. I like the blue shirt. Sorry, yeah, I like blue. for those that aren't obviously <laughs> able to see this, Kent's wearing the away shirt uh, at, right. to, 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 to this podcast. So, right. But no, I, I like it. I think a lot of people, there's a lot of people out there that prefer the, the away to the home. And I think maybe just... From conversations I was having yesterday with people, that the home shirt is is quite loud. It is, <laughs> and it, it, it's quite noticeable. Whereas that's more subtle. The darker blue settles in better. Which it and is. I've gone for the home shirt. I really like it. I think it's unique to us with the chevron as a nod to the to, yeah. to, to the. I think it. I think it ticks a lot of boxes. I like the badge. Yeah. All right, it's not a circle badge. It's more of a sort of a, a shield type right. badge. Right. Um, it stands out it makes it look more prominent it, it won't get lost in the red of the
2: home shirt it's also sewn on yeah so yes. it won't come off yeah. in the wash yeah exactly or crease off in. The and, the, and the other thing too is you know some days you feel like wearing red some days you feel like wearing blue well, well you know when you're in a really out there mood you know you can wear your red and just be very bright and everybody's going to notice yeah. you and then when you want to hide in the shadows you can wear just the blue, wear blue. <laughs> Me, I quite like both. It's the first time I've
0: seen the blue in person. I quite like it. Yeah. I think I like it more than the red. I must confess. It nice. Yeah, it's yeah, very nice. It um, is nice. A lot of criticism <laughs> about the badge. I think we'll come on to. I'd say it looks better <laughs> in person. Excuse me. Like than what it may come across in the photos. So if you're not seen it yet, going to the club shop on Saturday to have a look it is actually very nice. So as you would imagine lots of tweets about the kit we selected a few to read not all of them so apologies if we haven't read yours are all
2: in favour right Yeah, absolutely <laughs> <laughs> of <course>. <laughs> so <laughs> this is Lauren we're talking about anyone's <laughs> <White's> in favour <laughs>
0: There's a general consensus on everything. As okay. Kent Slips said, right. no one ever. <laughs> As Kent Slips the 50 quid under the table. Right? Jay Bennett underscore 193 says, love it. Something new and exciting. Masters
1: underscore James D said, if it's not braces,
0: I'm not interested. Yeah, so obviously called cool for the braces Orion underscore 36. This looks to be polarising the fan base. I actually quite like it, but I think I would have preferred something a bit simpler. Perhaps all red with a white chevron at the top. I liked,
1: and people will remember this, the old Croatia kit. Red, red checkered. Red checkered. Red one. checkered, yeah. I really, with the white I it space in the middle yeah. for the for the logo right. of the of sponsor. Sponsor. Yeah. For yeah. sponsor. For me, that was a brilliant kit. Yeah. Um, Man Unexplained said, a kit is a kit to me. It's the players that wear it that I care about. Having said that, it's certainly original and will stand out from the rest. I think that's a really important point. It will stand out. Yeah. It is different, we haven't had that before and right. you won't find, because no one else is with New Balance, you won't find that because they'll all come from Nike or Puma or Adidas templates, we've got something that's original to us and that
0: is why going with New Balance was an amazing decision, Yeah, in my opinion. Understand. LDP Kings is not as bad or boring as I thought it was going to be, deep down, not what the fans wanted and plus the badge just lets it all down. Well I'd say the badge in, on, when you see it is much better I would say. You know, yeah, rec- I,
1: I like it. Uh, Record Blue Act, can we go back to Nike templates, please? I don't
0: know why she put that in there.
1: That's a terrible tweet. Mate,
0: it's what the fans are saying.
3: it's an fo-
1: appalling. Paul Baker, please. We are the voice of the oh, fans. I
3: thought you said we not comment on the tweets.
0: Oh. <laughs> a reserve judgment. A Jag Artistic license. I think 1979. I love both kids. Great to see something different. And the blue one is beautiful. I will be buying both. Yeah, good to see
1: you yesterday as well, mate. Uh, JB Foreman, sorry, 002 said, I like it. It was really boring having plain Nike templates. Now, here's someone who knows what they're talking about. (laughs) I like the return to
0: Chevron-ish things as well. Uh, Good tweet. Six beers is one of my favourite kits so far. Very unique. A perfect fit for our club. Good tweet there. Yeah, Paul Skinner,
1: 88, said, The blue looks better than the red. Don't hate it. And for my old man's sake, I'm glad they've gone back to blue for the away kit he has fond memories of the home kit being blue yeah and to
0: finish on the kit at Euro Orient it says get promotion and it'll be legendary oh imagine yeah absolutely thank you for all your tweets on the kit the third That's kit the other <coughs> thing about
2: the kit oh yeah go ahead no, you I was ask just going to say third, third kit third is third coming
0: kit. soon as we understand yeah, is it Danny is I don't know August that, isn't it huh? I think they
2: said they announced it in August no no or, I, don't, I don't know we've well, we only got four more days now now I don't know I know Danny has a date in mind, but I don't know exactly when it's no, gonna be. No do we yeah. The other thing I'd say about the kid is New Balance makes a three X and a four X. Which is so very you know. important to Just our So families. you know just so you know. <laughs> not the so we health, did then. we did I understand. I understand. We Big about you know some people are yeah. So but but that is one thing about the new yeah. balance that Nike didn't offer. So the 3X three do, we do have the 3X and the 4X, and there may be a 5. Okay, I'm not sure, but anyway. But they're they're in the club shop. so Wicked. Yeah, yeah, I'll go. be
0: rammer on, um, on Saturday coming up, I
2: think. Yeah, I oh, think so. It's it's so. People out of curiosity busy. will be down in there, yeah. if yeah. nothing
1: else. Yeah. Saturday, the 29th of June, then we move on. There was no confirmation from either club, but rumours were rife that o- the Orient have made a bid for Shrewsbury Town
0: striker Lee Angle. <sighs> Sunday the 1st of June, the club announced over 3,800 season tickets had been sold for the upcoming season against a target of 4,500. I guess we'll come back to season tickets. Sure. So sure. a bit late. But great progress to be at the yeah. end of June yeah, with, with just shy of 4,000. It's amazing. Right. Uh,
1: Monday the 1st of July, uh, at mm-hmm. midday, mm-hmm. the club confirmed that Lee Angle has joined us from Shrewsbury Town, signing a two-year contract. For an undisclosed fee. (laughs) Martin Ling said, We've been monitoring Lee for the last six months. He's someone we've done all the due diligence on. He's got a great attitude and is a good player and we're pleased to have him. For me, I'm happy with this. I don't know a lot about Lee, but his record speaks uh, pretty well. um, And that's without having a consistent run in the team. He's been sort of... I think he's had quite a few clubs. He's had a run here, scored goals, Goals to game ratio looks okay. So I think... um, Obviously, as it alludes to what you said earlier. He he worked with Ross previously, at, mm-hmm. I think, at Spurs. So, so mm-hmm. his character, and, he, and, mm-hmm. and there was a, a few comments on social media I saw about his attitude uh, and whatnot. But I know that if we're going to sign a player now, he's not going to be this individual. He's going to be a team player. Right. And so to meet them, and, and a lot of work, Russell Slade was a big advocate that he would do his background due diligence on the player. What's sure. he like? Is he a family sure. guy or is he a party guy? You know, or is he a reckless guy or has he got a good attitude? Is right. he humble or is he this, I'm a big star and right. I'm a big fish in, in, in your tiny pond? Well, so a lot of the due diligence yeah. that they do. Is, I, is I, don't, like, I
2: don't mean to insinuate that we don't have individuals on our team. We oh, do. Yeah. We do. We yeah, do. Of we have individuals on our team. They, they definitely are very, very different. Craig Clay or, you know, Joey McAnuff or they're all very different and they're all great Um. So we let them be individuals. Don't I wouldn't I wouldn't say it exactly that way, but but we are more focused on the team than we are necessarily on the individual. Yeah. No point taken. And it's about that
1: person fitting in with the team rather than just being the team here and that person on their own. And I don't know
2: when we're going to get to all of them, but he fits in. Lee really fits in. He's a great guy. That's good to hear. I think for me,
0: I don't know too much about him. Although I had heard of him prior to signing. Uh, For a 24 year old, he's had a lot of clubs, but his stats show that when he gets a consistent run in a team he can score goals and put goals together and I think the highlights were really, that the club put out on the day he signed was pretty good actually he scored some good goals yeah, from yeah, yeah. a host of clubs obviously I think we've mentioned it now but he's worked with Ross before oh, sorry. and someone um, <laughs> a- tweeted or it's been tweeted that he's already had three career promotions in his career and he's already scored 77 goals in his football league career not football league career in his football career because he had a season at Borenwood where he absolutely smashed it. So at 24 years old, he's got a good pedigree, but he needs to just get that run and get going. And I think if he scores on Saturday, you could be looking at a 20 to 25 golf season I, if he gets off the mark early, early doors, and can develop that partnership with Connor Wilkinson.
2: I know, I know this is really a strange thing to say as Lake Orient with our tumultuous history over the last five years. One of the things that the players keep saying to me when I ask them why did you decide to come to Latin Orient? Stability. They feel like they're going to be here for a while, a couple years. They can settle in. They can do their business. And so it's interesting to me that I started to hear that more today. Mm. Um, you know, well, there's so real, much instability. We were talking right, about it before right, we started right.
1: recording of all the clubs that have got problems. <laughs> right. No one wants to go to a company or an employer who may or may not pay them, right. or who may or may not be around to further their career or right. help the
2: club progress okay right. really they, they, they they they. I I've heard it now more today or this this time this this preseason yeah, and I heard it the last hard. two years but they we we are starting to draw people because of the stability that we offer which to me is a little interesting but it's, great. Yeah, it's, really great. Yeah, it's great. It's really great. And yeah, no, it's really great. And
0: also, what a great example for strikers coming in? They've seen Macaulay Bond go to Charlton Championship, and they've seen Josh Coroma get moved to Huddersfield. So they know if mm-hmm. they can get a good season to it later on and get a promotion, they then they they will probably end
2: up they'll in the get, championship. They'll get, their, their, chance. They'll get their chance. get chance. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly, Hopefully, man. we'll be in championship. Yeah. Oh wait. I'm not supposed what? to say that. When? <laughs> when? <What? laughs> three years. Three years. Championships. i have be ready here first. No, no. Yeah, no, back, to, back to back to back. This time in two years we'll be I doing think, the championship pre-season no, podcast no, I think, together. I think it's eight. I think it's eight, <laughs> think it's eight from here.
1: <laughs> in the evening, the club announced a new series of events called An Evening With and announced that the first one will be An Evening With the Coaches featuring Ross Embleton, Danny Webb, Joby McAnuff and Keaton Patel. Uh, these events will cost £20 and will include a lasagna salad dinner now this does sound good obviously it's done by been done by the supporters club but and this is a huge but 20 quid is quite steep for a lasagna dinner this also means the supporters club who used to host these for free to members are now missing out I can't really see many Orient fans paying to go to this obviously this is written at the time this is announced compared to those who went for free, doesn't take away from the fact that I do understand the club are trying to gain additional revenue stream. So I understand the importance of that, but I can't help but think that 20 quid
0: is just a lot of money for, for what that is. I guess this is all past now, but at the time the you gave was quite, um, <laughs> quite a big deal at the time. I, I just think there was just, in the communication there needed to be a line in that communication that's just said, this does not affect the supporters club events or this does affect Supporters club events because there's loads of kickbacks saying what happens to supporters club event that was free does that still happen what happens but 20 quid if you've got the money and you want to go and meet Ross and Danny and Keaton I guess it's good value if that's what you want to do I guess with the open day where you can go for free and turn up and he'll sign your Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. shirt or your autograph book I guess the thing can be why would I spend 20 quid when I've just gone and seen it in but and also where Ross comes on the podcast
1: or goes on Or an Hour or does lengthy interviews with the club and they put that out you know don't say that
0: because that's free content that the club might want to charge for to yeah. maybe get the money out of it yeah, yeah. so it happens but I think there are more plans so I think there are events coming there uh, yeah and and
2: this, the is a, this is a yeah this oh, is a really um, <laughs> I, I get I get how hard of a conversation this is so we're trying different things. We'll see how they go. Some of them are gonna work. Some of them may not pan out the way we thought. Um, you know, But there, what we wanna make sure that people know is that their access to the club is pretty much the same as it's always been. And certainly the Supporters Club is extremely valuable. Loft is extremely valuable. The Trust is extremely valuable. So there are ways that we're going to continue to work with all those, and there will be... I, I think that our fans will be inundated with massive amounts of content. And if they want to be a part of a more intimate experience, let's call it that, with, you know, in this seminar series, because this is more like a seminar series, if they want to be a part of that more intimate experience or be involved in that, this is just another option that they're going to have. That's the way I look at it. I don't think it necessarily does away with everything else. This is just something that we're doing in addition and trying it to see how it goes. I think I was saying yeah. this the
0: other day it, to be an Orient fan, I don't think there's ever been as much choice as what you've got now. Saying <clears throat> to Darren on the train home, you've got us, you've got the Orient Hour, you've got the O's show, you've got open days here and there. You've, there's consistently something going on always at the moment. You've got social media that's opened up this whole different. Different worlds. We aren't fans. There's just so much content out there. It's kind of like take you can afford to be choosy and take your pick. Yeah, which is great. Yeah. So Wednesday the third, no, Tuesday the second of July. Sorry, Danny yep. Webb. Almost forgot your birthday. So happy birthday <laughs> to O's interim assistant coach, friend of the pod, Danny Webb. Did give me one of the best moments I think we've had in the five years of this podcast when we had him on last year and we asked him that question about how he managed. And he went on this 10 minute amazing answer that was probably one of the best answers. um, Do you remember what episode that was?
1: No idea. Okay. No idea. I was going to plug it. Wednesday, the 3rd (laughs) of July, the club announced that Josh Coulson is named as first team captain and Joby Mackenough is club captain. The announcement also noted that Josh will wear the captain's armband when Joby isn't playing. Josh said it would be a massive honour to lead the lads out when needed to. I've fallen in love with this club. It means a lot to me and my family. You couldn't have asked. Sorry, you couldn't ask for a better role model than Joby. I get on really well with him and hopefully I can help the team and help the football club. Obviously, with Joby stepping up in the tragic circumstance of the gaffer passing away, for me to step up as first team captain is something I look forward to. I'll try and instil the things that the gaffer instilled
0: in me and to carry on his legacy. Your views? Great choice and an obvious one. I guess he just leads on the pitch always uh, and a very calm head at the back. and He's got probably the best audience on Out there, I think, bar none. So, I went on a run this morning. I take my daughter to a little park run. So, when my Orient top guy behind me started singing the Corson song, never met this guy before in my life. Gave me a nudge, started singing the Corson song. There you go. There you
1: are. Job done. Awesome. There you are. (laughs) Love it. I agree. It's an obvious choice and a good choice. You can see why um, he had this role at Cambridge where he's considered a legend
0: there. So, he could become an Orient legend at this rate. So, I think Josh says a lot about him. I think last season as well. When he wasn't in the team, I think you could see the change in the team. When he returned to the team, you could see a calmness at the back. The stability. And he also ended up scoring, I think, eight goals or nine goals last season with that that big forehead. So a massive player for us, (laughs) a huge player. So great appointment. And the club also announced that Mike Cooper was appointed as head of physical performance. And again, having worked with both Martin Link and Ross Embleton earlier in his career, so again, it's Mm -hmm. Martin bringing in someone, he knows how they work, he knows the personality. Mm -hmm. Same with Ross, and it's that circle or that sphere that Martin is building, he knows what he's getting, he knows how that person's fitting in. So a good appointment there, so I look forward to hearing more. It's It's all about trustees and trusting them that they're good enough. And Keaton
2: is really high on Mike too. Heaton right, is okay. also very high on Mike. Okay, they all are, and obviously Martin is too. But yeah, and just in having conversations with Mike today, he's super knowledgeable. Wow, it's going to make a big difference. Wicked. Yeah, I have to get him on the pod soon. Yeah, yeah.
0: Thursday the fourth
1: of July. Then uh, former Orient striker Alex Ravel announced his retirement from playing. As those will remember, he broke our hearts at Wembley in the playoff final. Uh, but we do wish him all the best.
0: Yeah, Alex. Move Burke on. Cars, go, yeah. go next. So also on the Thursday, Justin Edinburgh was laid to rest. as His funeral took place, and as you would expect, there was a huge outpouring of love from those who knew him and attended his funeral. So Friday, the fifth of
1: July, the club confirmed the following appointments to the academy setup. Yep. Steve Bartlett is now head of coaching. Former Oriel defender Brian Sart is youth development phase lead coach. Chris Lewington is Academy League goalkeeping coach. Craig Heskey is Head of Education. And Akash Lakhani is Foundation Phase Lead Coach. So we'd like to welcome every one of those um, individuals to the club. Um, We were talking before we came uh, started recording. Um, Sure. Tell us about the Academy. What's.
2: Well, because of the situation we were in, um, we had to prepare for the worst with the Academy. So really, this summer, Lewis has done a phenomenal job of sort of almost rebuilding um, uh, the academy from both a player perspective, a staff perspective, and you know, just kind of rebuilding the academy not from scratch, but almost from scratch. We obviously know how to run an academy, but we had moved some players on just because we wanted to make sure that those players had a place to land if we didn't happen to get promoted. And also, you know, we weren't renewing contracts with coaches because we wanted to make sure that they had the ability to go ahead and go find another position because we couldn't be sure that they would have a position going forward. So there was a lot of uh, turnover and things like that. But Lewis has done a phenomenal job completely in the background without people knowing that he's been doing it. And he has done just a fantastic job of getting the academy back on its feet. From what we hear, um, we have a very strong group of young people that are going to play for Leighton Orient this next year. Really Really strong, yeah. So it's worked out really, really well. Things don't work out by chance, though. They work out by hard work, and that really is a credit to Lewis. Yeah. Amazing. Look forward yeah, to seeing. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Need to get him on. <laughs> Mate, the more <laughs> the <actually> merrier. <laughs> the <laughs> more really the merrier.
0: So, Saturday, the 6th of July, and it was our first pre season fixture. Uh took place at Harlow Town, and the starting line up for the first half was Sam Sargent in goal. At the back, Miles Judd, uh, Hector Kiprianu, Josh Coulson, Shadrach Ogi, and Joe Willowson. Midfielder Dale Gorman, Josh Wright, Jordan Maguire, Drew, and up top, Connor Wilkinson and Matt Harold. A minute's applause to remember Justin Edinburgh took place just prior
1: to kick-off. And then Matt Harrell put us ahead in the 22nd minute. And two minutes later, Conor Wilkinson doubled our lead following some nice play from Jordan Maguire-Drew, which saw us going at half-time
0: 2-0 up. Yeah, good to see Conor get a goal in his first start. start. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Second half, a completely different 11 as Janata uh, lined up in goal. With Ling, Epiteta, Happy and Sweeney at the back. Clay Shabani, Brophy in midfield with Alibi and and Sartori up front. Yeah, James Brophy made it 3-0 in the
1: 67th minute following some good work from James Alabi and Liangol fired a 30-yard free kick
0: to make it 4-0 just three minutes later. That was a brilliant free kick. That was a very good free kick. However, that wasn't the highlight of the game. Go for it. It's James Alabi had gone close a few times. According to Dave Victor's tweet, he'd already gone close five <laughs> times previously but he finally got his goal in the 80th minute. Decent goal this one and made it 5-0 to us which is how the game ended with all the main strikers who lined up getting a goal. So great to see Angle as well on his debut. Yeah. Great to see LRB get a goal. Do I think there was a little game. pitch in there. Darren <laughs> Reisman jumped over the touchline and jumped back yeah. when well, he scored to yeah. say he was on the pitch. That's yeah. <laughs> true. That's <laughs> yeah, true. That's true. It's right? true. Yeah. Yeah, so amazing five we're bringing, bringing on additional stewards
1: just in case <laughs> just in case yeah. bring a load on if it's Darren you've got to keep back um, Jagsy1979 tweeted and said anyone concerned about the squad depth should now be happier we fielded two different teams and that's without Brill, Turley, Mackinough, or Dayton all the main strikers on the score sheet and both sets of defenders and goalkeepers cl- keeping a
0: clean sheet yeah, good Matt, times yeah Matthew LFC Evans very happy to see all the strikers off the mark angle from the sounds of it, it has plenty of potential and pace we need to keep a lob, but is a real threat and losing him would be tragic. We'll come on to that a bit later. Reverse the transfer listing Lingy and show him some love. He will Oof, come good.
1: Someone's got a crystal ball. El Coado said, only a friendly, but glad to see the new strikers
0: getting off the mark early on. I'm just glad football is yeah. back. Chris Kane, underscore 1992 Chris, we'll see you on Saturday, mate. I just can't read too much into it as it's mainly about minutes in the legs. However, there were a lot of positives to take into account as Harlow with no pushovers and gave a good account of themselves. But scoring goals and winning games is only good to breed confidence. Yes, we I saw Chris yesterday.
1: Um, see you next week. Mate, David Landau, 17, said, I actually enjoyed that. Players all wanted the ball and kept it moving. It could have been eight or nine, really. Lots of good individual performances, but a special mention to Hector Kipriano, who put in a very good shift indeed at centre-half in the first 45 minutes. Yeah, be
0: interested to see if Hector can break through this season and get more game yeah, time. But Robin yeah. Saunders, 65, says, it appears Alarby will be given a second chance to prove his worth. He has the attributes of being an excellent striker. Certainly disappointing last season. However, hope he takes his chance and proves his many doubters wrong. James R. F. Young said didn't know how didn't know how to
1: feel or how I should have felt prior to the game, but really enjoyed myself. Stand-up performance from JMD97 underscore. Gorman continued to struggle, but new lads and youngsters looked good.
0: James Alarbi deserved his goal and worked hard. As usual. So, thank you to all the tweets post Harlow. We were both (laughs) unable to go to that one, so to see all these tweets coming was really good. And to end the day on another positive, the game raised £851 for the JE3 Foundation, which was instigated and delivered by Harlow Town. So, well done to them for an outstanding and generous gesture, I think. Yeah. This season we're going to see lots and lots of activity with that foundation. I would imagine. Yeah, yeah,
1: there's there's a lot of people that have a lot of clubs that have said that they'll collect for the foundation. I think it's I think it's truly impressive when you think of football as being quite a cutthroat, nasty business from the business side of things, mm-hmm. and, and and fans towards each other can be quite unpleasant at times. I think that the outpouring of love and and respect from from clubs that don't necessarily have an association or affinity with us in any way, I think it's been been mm-hmm. been quite. Um, impressive and yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, is a personal, but I think we'll come to, we'll come to that later. Podcast. Yeah. So, Tuesday the 9th of July, then yeah, uh, we're drawn in Group C for the EFL trophy alongside AFC Wimbledon and Southend United with the final team from a
0: Premier League or Championship academy to be confirmed later in the week. And in the evening, we play Championship side Hull City in Marbella. So, the team lined up for this one Janata in goal, Judd, Ekpateta, Ogi, and Widowson at the back. Clay, who was captain for this one, Gorman at Brophy uh, in midfield with Alibi, Wilkinson, and Satoru up
2: front. You were laughing. I just wish I'd have been in Spain. Anyway, keep going. That's gonna be
0: my question. You weren't in Spain. I wasn't sure. No,
2: I was in Portugal last year, but I didn't get to make it to Spain this year, so missed out on a good trip. Yes Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was on a great trip But I missed out on a great trip too So uh, anyway Can't be in two places at once at the moment <laughs> Well, no, not according yeah. to my wife <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hull took the lead from a corner though In the 23rd minute through Reece Burke And had a second goal ruled out for offside Before Dale Gorman responded With a stunning 25-yard free kick To level the scores one all Which is how it stayed until half-time Yep, so second
0: half team came out With a completely different 11 With Sargent in goal Ogie, Happy, Coulson, who's was captaining the team, and Ling at the back, with Wright, J.M.D., Satoru, and Alabi, Harold, and Angle, making up the numbers. And Hull reclaimed the lead in the 58th minute, but Josh Coulson got us back on level terms with his famous forehead <laughs> 11 minutes later to
1: make it to all. <laughs> and in the 81st minute, Josh Wright went down and was unable to continue, so we played the remainder of the game with 10 men, as all the subs had been used. So the game did end... 2
0: all, I thought it was a decent run out for us and Hull City that is a very good result there were some big players playing for Hull or players who I'd heard of who had played in the premiership and had experience before so when I saw that their team I thought that would be a really tough game and it was yeah. but to get a 2 all draw fair play to the boys and you know great for fitness and those trips like we mentioned Portugal last season great for the team spirit great to get the fans involved and I think the club put out a tweet of Ross's speech and Ross done this 4 minute 5 minute speech and mm-hmm. Mr Embleton as always you absolutely nailed it my friend
1: Yeah. Yep. Okay. day later then on, when, sorry. No, no, he yeah. did. on Wednesday the 10th of July the club announced that 4,000 season tickets have been sold I think it's only 500 short of the club's target and that's in early July I think it's pretty decent actually mm-hmm. I think it's yeah. pretty special very mm-hmm. good
0: we'll good. come on really season good. tickets again a bit later mm-hmm. and on Friday 12th of July it turned out to be a busy morning of announcements as at 945 the club announced that James Alabi has been removed from the transfer list. So Ross said, when James returned for pre-season, we had an honest conversation about his role and how he's got a point to prove. He's worked very hard with, and with intent since returning. His personality makes him a massive part of the group and his application is superb. So it's only fair to him to be given a clear opportunity to show what he's capable of. Delighted
1: by this, actually. Um, we've spoken about him a lot. Um, there, I, you know, there is a good player in there. I don't think we've quite necessarily seen it yet. Saw glimpses against Barnet, but uh, you'd probably argue that was probably a standout performance. He had apparently turned down offers from other clubs with a view to try and prove himself here. Uh, I don't know if you can confirm or
0: deny that, Kemp. But um, from from my perspective, you know, I, I'm really pleased by this. For you, can't fault him for his enthusiasm and effort on the pitch. One of the nicest men that you can meet always smiling, always bubbly. But I think he, he needs to start producing, really. I think with seven subs in the Football League, Good I think shout. he'll get more opportunity yeah. off mm-hmm. the bench. I think it's a lot of goodwill towards James at the moment. I just fear that if we're 1-0 down in a match and he misses a chance in the 88th minute, that goodwill towards him will quickly go. But he deserves his chance, worked hard. And if Great he can point, reproduce yeah. some stuff he's done against Barnett, you know, on that day, he was absolutely insane. So we spoke about a lot of it beforehand.
2: Yes, I know chaos. you've got a nickname for him. Chaos. chaos.
0: I think that's Trying to
2: give a bit of um, insight into that nickname. Um, uh, he's just chaos. When he comes on the pitch, it's just chaos. <laughs> nobody knows what's going to happen. I mean, it's just insanity it starts he's to. Yeah, he's just very unpredictable. Um, you know, nobody knows what he's going to do, including maybe James. <laughs> and, but uh, he, you know, James, um, I know from just. Hearing about him in preseason, he had a point to prove, and he really wants to be here, and he really wants to contribute, and he really wants to make a difference, and he's gonna do what it takes to do that. And yet, certainly, it may not work out for him, but it won't be from lack of effort and lack of desire. Yeah, it just won't be from that. And I think historically, when we've had players that
1: necessarily haven't quite hit their peak. Um, but there, you can see that there's effort and endeavour that's all any fan I think will ask from their players sure. is alright it might sure. not always work what you're trying to do but if you're trying 100% and your effort is at 100% then you'll be a cult hero,
2: really. We will, we will get that from James. And I think Loggi. that's exactly no what doubt. he's about. We will get that from him. No absolutely. And so
0: when he scores at Brisbane Road next, oh, gonna, it's going to be, be chaos. Be it's gonna, be go chaos. It's gonna be chaos. It's going to be chaos. You need to get a roofing contractor <laughs> out there. The roof back. It's going to go off big time. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. No so doubt. then, at
1: half past eleven, the club confirmed that James Dayton has signed. <laughs> <laughs> has signed on. He owes for another year with the option of a further year. And for me, it goes without saying that this is great news and injury free. James Dayton is a superb player, a very dangerous player, and just the type of player that we need.
0: They'll make sense for all parties, I think. Give him a year with the option of an additional year. Again, it's good to see him taking part in preseason activity. He's been quite unlucky with injuries over the last two years. Let's hope he comes back and doesn't get injured again or break down in training or get on the end of a bad tackle. But there's no doubt when he's fully fit, 100% fully fit, James Dayton will be an asset to any club in League 2 and his assists mm. over the last two years at Orient when he's played showed that. so wish him the best yes. of luck and well, congratulations James on his, the birth of his daughter about a month ago a month and yeah, a like half ago right. so yeah. Hope yeah. he's getting
2: and, some he, and he's a little ahead of schedule
0: ok yep. That's so good, Yeah. so he's doing
2: he's healing better uh, and, and a little bit faster than they expected so we he have he's, good healers he's doing well in yeah. our squad I spoke no, to Caten yeah. last season he said we yeah. have a lot of good healers quick healers Yeah. You know the, the thing I remember about dates D eleven I call him D eleven I you know, <laughs> nicknames for all of them. Um, you know it's not C R sevens D eleven. So, uh, but you know Chesterfield is the one I remember, gotcha. and and that, you know that shot. It's just it was amazing. So I you know and he's very consistent and he's he seems like he's really tough for people to figure out how to handle. So. Super Especially excited. when he cuts inside. Yeah, is, yeah, he's unpredictable. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And so again, someone he's, who fits in really well yeah, with the group dynamic and, and as well. And he and he is talent. he is ju- he yeah, he has a great banner. I <laughs> I I'm just not clear on how based on how much he talks. I just don't understand how he's he's not constantly getting, you know, two yellows and a red and off you go. But I mean he but he is really effective at uh, causing challenges. For other people he draws a challenge yeah. on yeah he to, to get a free yeah. kick yeah. And yeah no he's he's great he is he he is one of the most witty people i've ever met i mean he is just phenomenal really he's shy. got a great personality oh it's just great it's just great and he's not fat so it's all good <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, as well.
0: Brilliant. And at lunchtime the draw for the efl trophy was made and it was Brighton under-21s who have drawn out the group. So they join us, Southend and AFC Wimbledon in Group C. Yeah, Monday the 15th of July. Happy birthday to Orient Director of Football, Martin Ling. We hope you had a great day. Yeah, and as well as Martin's birthday on that day, the day marked the 30th anniversary of the death of Laurie Cunningham, regarded as one of the greatest, if not the greatest, player to ever turn out for the O's.
1: Tuesday the 16th of July, the memorial service for Justin Edinburgh took place at Chelmsford Cathedral. We were lucky enough to be picked out in the ballot to get a seat in the service as O's players, board members, Spurs legends, ex-colleagues, supporters, and lots of faces from the footballing world all turned up to pay tribute to our champion as Justin's brother Jason, son Charlie, uh, ex-Spurs colleague Paul Allen, Sean Derry, uh, family friends Zach Kerslake, Martin Ling and Joby McEnough all paid their tribute on a very emotional
0: day. Yeah, I was. I mean, I was so glad we got to attend this event. Um, it was a lovely centre for Justin. The sun was shining, um, and it was a really nice day. And, you know, upon winning the national league less than two months ago, I don't think anyone would have ever thought we'd be in that situation. But we found mm-hmm. ourselves in that day, and you know, it's still so tragic. The top marks to everyone who made that happen. I've got to say, Spurs, an absolute credit to the club. All their ex players came in wearing their blazer. Lots of them, you know, Hoddle, Ferdinand. Ledley King Ledley King yeah. Loads of them just kept coming in Sol Campbell as well to be fair field um, manager yeah loads of managers. the Salford manager was there fantastic to Graham see Alexander, I thought yeah. Carl Baker from Oxford I've got to say kudos to Martin Ling I thought what Martin Ling said up there he got it absolutely spot on he barely got through it but when he left the stage or the, the, the platform he was on I thought Martin Ling absolutely nailed it and Obviously, as an an Orient fan, I'm biased towards him anyway, but I thought we absolutely got that spot on. I thought when Joby came on as well, Joby nailed what he had to say. All the readings and everything that took place was absolutely superb. So well done to everyone who attended that one.
1: Yeah, very touching, very humbling to have been in attendance. And like you say, people did speak really movingly. You can clearly see the impact he had uh, on his friends and family and a few things I will take with me for the future, actually we didn't get to see that side of uh, him that everybody spoke about. We didn't know Justin on a personal level. We knew him through our post match, um, our post match uh, attendances uh, for, for for press. So um, unfortunately, we never got to see the side of him that, that everyone spoke so movingly about. So uh, that's that's our loss, unfortunately. But um, no, it was it was an awesome day and uh, very humbling. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Think now that one. So Wednesday, the seventeenth of July, the newly revamped club shop was opened as the new kits for the 2019-2020 season went on sale. Mr. Levy, you attended the club shop I on its grand opening.
1: Yeah, uh, not a significant change as yet, but as Danny Macklin told me, there's a lot more to come. Not all the range was in the store. It was a soft launch, I think is is, is how they term mm-hmm. it. Um, looking forward to see what it does finally look like, seeing what what um, stuff I'm going to buy my, my boy um, and whatever stuff that I can wangle as well and, and buy and get get the you know birthday coming up in, in a few months, see what see what they might be able to uh, yeah. put on the old wish list. So So as um, I understand it, they've it looks good. through a wall. Right. They've For made a right? doorway between the, the reception and, shop, and the so you shop. Just walk yourself straight through. They've moved the um serving area where you go and pay. They've moved it back or it feels like it's been moved back so it's a bit smaller there. There's not such a big desk anymore. There's three Individual desks where it'll catch till points, checkout mm-hmm. points, mm-hmm. and the wall behind the checkout points have got two video screens with three um, paintings of the players on or three posters of the players. On, Correct. Uh, so far, and then there's obviously lots of different bits and pieces in there. Sure. Uh, as well. Mm-hmm. Sounds yeah.
2: Good. Marshall Taylor's done a great job, and Danny. I thought they we both, have both have done, done that, a great. Yeah. 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 So this is where the board really, you know, there's specialties. This yeah. is sort of something that Danny and 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 Marshall are really great at. In fact, Marshall served me my shirt. Yeah. Good day. He yeah. did. Marshall's been in this. He's been in there every day the last few days, uh, making sure everything's set up and, and good to go. And awesome. Danny's been in there. You know, we've got great people that are working in there. It will be different. It will be different. And, and we do think it'll be a lot better, too. So, yeah, we're pretty excited about it. Yeah.
0: Right here, look Brilliant. forward to going on Saturday. So in the evening, it was time for another friendly as we made the short journey to Hornchurch and the starting team for the first 60 minutes was Sergeant in goal, Judd, Ekpeteta, Coulson as captain, Ogie, Sweeney, Wright, Brophy, the J&D, James Alarby, Matt Harold. A few chances for both teams in the first half and the <coughs> half that ended goalless at half-time. Yeah, so 60th minute, we made the following changes for the final half hour, so it was 11 off. 11, on Honours, Janata, Ling, Happy, Willowson, Dunbar, Bonnie, a 16-year-old left back, I believe, came on. Right, Clay, Gorman, Satoru, Wilkinson, Angle all came on to basically finish the match. Yeah, and in the 65th minute, Lee
1: Angle fired us into the leaders. His shot called past the keeper to make it 1-0 to the O's, and Lee was unlucky not to make it 2-0 seven minutes later, when he hit the woodwork. Good finish there from Lee,
0: another smart finish. Look forward to seeing him in <coughs> action when the season starts. Yeah, yeah you're right. Mm-hmm. Took that really
1: well. Two very good goals so far he scored in pre season for me. Yeah, at that point. Um, by that point,
0: yeah. 78th minute, Brennan Shabani came on for Josh Wright and it finished 1 0 to the Orange. So another good pre season win, clean sheet, get Lee scoring. Good, nice work, I'd that one.
1: Yep, Thursday the 18th of July, then Russian and Diamonds away, so the reason why there's two games so close together was because we were meant to have played Hornchurch on the Tuesday, but with the memorial service for Justin, it then got moved. Uh, The team lined up for Russian and Diamonds away on the 18th of July, another club that put profits to the JE3 Foundation Mm -hmm. as well, Mm -hmm. Uh, obviously for their link that uh, Justin had managed them. Janata started in goal, Ling, Happy, Willison, Sweeney, Shabani, with Clay Gorman, uh, Satoru Wilkinson and Angle making up the rest of that
0: lineup. Yeah, so it was a minute's applause for Justin, as you would expect. Also, the Russian fans made their own flag that we tweeted saying "Justin forever a diamond." That was a quality flag. So well done to Russian diamonds there. Uh, Dal Gorman put his head in the 14th minute. So another goal in pre-season for Dal Gorman. That was following some nifty flicks from Ross Satoru on Lee Angle, and that's how it stayed as the halftime whistle went. As the O's went in one 0 up at the break, and that was a good goal. Nicely worked. And could Dale Gorman be a cray player this season? You know, first season where he didn't really make his mark in the team, but already two goals in pre season, so really good to see that. Uh, changes for the last 30 minutes as sergeant, Judd, Ekpateta, Ogie, Coulson, Dunbar, Bonnie, Brophy, McGuire, Drew, Shabani, Allaby, and Harold came on. So Dunbar, Bonnie again getting another half hour. Yeah, night. they. I, Listen to the post match um,
1: interviews about that, and, and they spoke extremely highly of this young man. So, mm-hmm. about what you were saying, in the academy earlier, there's obviously still that conveyor belt mm-hmm. still moving people oh, yeah. through. So, oh, yeah. he was one of them, and he came in and apparently slotted right in and just yep. played his game and did it yep. extremely well. Very impressive. Yep. 75 minutes on the clock, one more change as had and came on for Shabani, and the full time whistle blew with Dal Gorman's well worked goal, giving us. Another win in front of 415 fans. Yeah, so moving on. It's
0: a Saturday the 20th of July and the frontlies come thick and fast as it was Dartford away up next. So Sargent, Ling, Ekpiteta, <laughs> Coulson, Happy, and Wright, Shabani, Brophy and Satoru and Harold started this one with Janata, Judd, Sweeney, Ogie, McGuire drew a and Angle on the bench. Yeah, the match kicked
1: off uh, after a minute's applause for Justin Edinburgh and it was the O's who took the lead in the fourth minute as a free kick came in from the right and Marvin Equiteta timed his run perfectly as he got his outstretched foot to the ball mm. to give the O's an early lead, uh, which uh, which is how it stayed until half-time.
0: Yeah, good finish there from <coughs> Marvin. There yeah, were no well. changes at half-time. It's the first sub happened in the 61st minute as Miles Judd came on for Shabani. This was followed up in the 66th minute as Alabi came up for Matt Harold and the win was sealed in the 87th minute as a James Brophy corner was powerfully headed into the back of the net by an oncoming Sam Ling who made no mistake from close range as he made it 2-0 to the O's which is how the score stayed for the remainder of the match. And again another win, another clean sheet. Can't ask for exactly more than that. Want. Really decent, yeah. That's it.
1: So on the twenty first of June, um, July, sorry, Sunday the twenty first of July, the ladies were in action in their first friendly of the season against Dulwich Hamnet and were two uh, and were two one winners thanks to superb goals from uh, Kaylee Zedas and the win up from Haley Barton. Well done, the ladies.
0: He pronounced his name so well that one. There's always names that I look at and go, he's got no chance for this. <laughs> he nailed it again.
2: Well done, Mister. You Haley Barton? <laughs> 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 right. yeah. Hayley's actually great by the way she yeah. is really great yeah she is
0: yeah we've uh we had yeah. one of the ladies on towards the end of the last Danielle. season on Danielle. Yeah, so yeah. hope to get more of them yeah. on uh in yeah. this upcoming She's season great too. yeah know really yeah, 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 they're great they you know, good they're, fun. they're great
2: they're a great group they really are
0: hopefully they can do well and push on this season mm, they, they will have a good they'll season well. last year. I mean yeah, they, what? they won they one cup last season we're
2: beating yeah. finalists in the other so
0: yeah.
1: They they game, yeah. Are you
0: still the board
2: member with responsibility for the ladies? Um, a, a little bit, but now Matt Porter's also helping work with okay. them too. So yeah, yeah, and Matt's helping them kind of on the commercial side a little bit too. Fine. So it's yeah, because they yeah.
0: recently started asking for sponsors and sure, that sort sure, of stuff. Sure. Yeah, so it's good. It's good. It's good. It's it's good. Tuesday the twenty third of July, <coughs> another friendly. Now it's X O Jamie Curtins Bishop Stortford were our next pre season opponent. So this one lined up with Janata in goal. Judd and Trialist A, who turned out to be Michael Chambers, who has since signed for Wrexham. Uh, Ogie, Sweeney, Wright, Captain Dust. Trialist B, who I don't think anyone actually knows who they are yet. Yeah. Unless there's People a. People believe it's Wes Fonguk of Barnet. Okay, I saw that mentioned, but someone said it wasn't because it doesn't like him. I've got no idea what Wes looks like. No, and no, I don't know what Trialist B looked like either. Yeah, I'm going to okay. get that on the back of my shirt, Trialist, trialist A. B. Okay, you <laughs> be Trialist T- you a. Be try a, I'll be Trialist B. All right the irony is Ken probably knows who it is and isn't telling us on the podcast uh, <laughs> Gorman he doesn't know, I, he don't go. quite, Jeremy, <laughs> I don't know I don't know Wilkinson and Angle completed the 11 with Sergeant Ekpateta Happy Brophy Ling Shabani Satoru and Alibi on the subs bench
1: yeah there was another minute's applause for Justin Edinburgh impeccably observed before the match started but with 17 minutes on the clock Lee Angle put us ahead it's his third of the season third of pre-season now um, from a JMD corner and our lead was extended in the 25th minute as Angle was tripped
0: in the box and JMD emphatically dispatched the penalty good penalty to be fair we weren't missing that was he low in the corner that's so how you won it so third goal came uh, in the 28th minute as Connor Wilkinson found Angle inside the box he took his chance having sold a dummy to two players and then he finished 3-0 game over you would have fought but that we was know a better g- than that as ordinary fans yeah, but that, that was a good goal. Very <laughs> yeah. good
1: feet from Angle and superb composure. And that's really how the scoreline stayed until half time, 3
0: 0 to Orion. Yeah, so there were two changes at half time. as Zalabi and Shabani came on for Josh Wright and Charles B. As Bishop Stortford pulled a goal back straight away from Luke Canada. And then 15 minutes later, Evergreen striker Jamie Curiton. Gave Stortford a lifeline as he scored their second of the game at the back post to make it 3-2. I want and scored at every club he's ever been at in his career. He's so dangerous, apart Jamie Apart from Leighton or him. yeah, He didn't score for us? No, famously. Not no one scored. goal? Famously not. Yeah, we didn't play
1: him right, I remember that. We brought him in, he'd gone from, he, we, I think we plucked him back from Exeter goal machine wherever he's been and couldn't (laughs) and couldn't
0: for us I Mm. find that staggering because yeah he's just an absolute goal machine and Mm. 11 minutes later then Bishop Stortford leveled the match via an Aaron Green deflected free kick which is how the match finished as Bishop Stortford fought back in the second half to earn a respectable draw Ross
1: said post-match there wasn't a lot that needed to be said at full time they said it all once we were in there after the game we have to bear in mind that we had a group of young players there that we think very highly of but they're at the stage of their careers that they are. We need to give them these experiences like tonight, like when they go out on loan. This was a very good club for us and our young players last year uh, as they came here and got valuable experiences. Yeah, we, uh, Ross is friends with Jim, the assistant manager, Jimmy, the assistant manager there. So they get, uh, you know, I don't know, first dibs, but they get choice on our young players and they went there and did very well. Uh,
0: Janata, Shabani, I mean, there might have been a few of the last season at I mean, point season
1: maybe i might be wrong with that one. But certainly. Those, maybe Shadratt. probably yeah
0: so wednesday the 24th of july happy birthday <laughs> to the ginger pele
1: matt harold and damn wikipedia because i had it down for the next day him i thought him and brophy i thought we were going to have i was going to do like a ginger montage for the twenty fifth of July, because I thought, you know, Wikipedia said Matt was born on the twenty fifth, but as it turned out, got caught out. <laughs> so, spoiler alert there. But Thursday the twenty fifth of July <laughs> was Ginger Messi James Brophy's birthday. Yeah, yeah. what a day to be. Lots Ging- of what pictures two days of-, of Ginger. Yeah, well, yeah, well, it's the sunshine, isn't it? Um, lots of pictures of squirrels from the players for James Brophy. Do you know Correct. anything about that? Yeah,
2: that was Justin's nickname for, for Brophy, oh, squirrel. Yeah, squirrel. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. So we. They call him Squirrel. All right. oh, I call him Squirrel too. I mean, that's. It's, I, his name's James Brophy, huh? I yeah. didn't know that. I thought his name was Squirrel. Squirrel. It's all good. Yeah, <laughs> no, we call him Squirrel. No, it's some. I mean, I when when I saw him today, I said, "How you doing, Squirrel?" Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just, yeah, because he's just, he's just so, he's so quick, and he's a little erratic. Yeah, it's, good. No, I it's good. I think it's a good. Thing. has nothing to do with him foraging food. No, or no, doesn't no, 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 have anything to do with that. It's just, it's, just it, about, yeah. it's just about. It's just right. about how quick he is. And again, yeah, uh, we'll get to it. But yesterday he proves just how amazing he, how amazingly quick he is. He's so quick. Yeah, yeah he is. It's, it's outrageous. I mean, it is it's outrageous. crazy. Quick. It is insane. <laughs> yeah. Good yeah. stuff. So, so Friday. Good. The twenty sixth. Well, that's why the score. Thank you.
0: Another good insight there. Yeah. It's yeah. Friday, twenty sixth of July. The club announced now that over four thousand one hundred season tickets have been sold for the upcoming season. Phenomenal. Absolutely
1: phenomenal. Well done to everyone, and a warm welcome to any brand new season ticket holders. So I guess as a board member, that's you must be thrilled
0: it. at the
1: moment. We are. In terms of we are, and we're
2: not far from forty two now. Okay. So I mean, what's happening is is that we're getting a group of new fans that we didn't expect. And as my wife and I and family walked up and down the high road in late in the last couple of days, we see them. They're there, uh, baby carriages, kids, young adults, children, um, walking up and down the high street. And there are people that we see on the train um, that are, you know, Leighton Orient fans that are young, that live in Leighton or that are moving into Leighton. And that's, and we're getting some of those fans are starting to show up. And they're not connected uh, because they've moved to London and now they live here and they're from Ireland or they're from, they're from all over. And so it's, a, it's, an, it's an interesting, we continue to build the fan base and that's what we're trying to figure out. What is the best way to build a fan base? And a lot of those season tickets are coming from new people that are starting to live and work and play in Layton, in E ten, uh-huh. in Waltham Forest Borough. Uh, that's where that's that's where we're getting those people from. Some of them, and so it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. fantastic. You always need new and new, and new ones it, coming it, in. It's interesting because it's like. Um, you know, I'll meet somebody and they'll say, last year my friend brought me, this year I got a season ticket. Really, where do you live? Well, I live in E10. Huh? And there they are. Yeah. And it's, you know, so it's last year and now they're getting a season ticket this year. It's, it's great stuff. It is fantastic. We are incredibly blessed as a club to have the fans that we have. Of course, I like to make fun of them every once in a while. They moan too much or, you know, there's too much disagreement or they, they don't never like anything that we do. Of course, I, I love to sort of, you know, get at them about it. But our fans are absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. Yeah, it's great. Unique, great. Yeah, yeah. And, they, and, they, and they're very inviting. They invite their friends. They invite their coworkers. They invite their whoever. And then, and then they come and they're like, oh, wow, I didn't even know this existed. You know, so the intimacy, the size of the ground, the access to the players, the access to the board, the access to, you know, the information, the content, all of that. And when they see the full range and picture that Leighton Orient offers, they absolutely fall in love with it. It's easy to do. I know. I've yeah. done it. So yeah. yeah,
1: it's easy to do. It's easy
0: to <laughs> testament do. to that statement <laughs> It's easy to do. <laughs> so Saturday, the 27th of July, and the day marked the 103rd anniversary of the death of Clapton Orient forward William Jonas, who was killed in Deville Wood on the Somme France on July the twenty-seventh, nineteen sixteen, and obviously it gets spe- ever honored through yeah. things like The yeah. Great Game,
2: through Steve Jenkins, who's what does the Supporters Club do. We, so Yeah, and we put some stuff out too about that um, on the on the website and then we put some stuff out on Twitter. It did come out on Twitter a little bit late that night, but yeah, that it, it is a very that is that is a very important piece. Of late, Northern history yeah. that we do a lot of things around, like the shirts last year, the V shirt, and that sort of thing. We're very proud of that. There aren't too many proud. clubs that have that history, so no, it's no. absolutely That's something okay. we yeah. should be. And, it, and it's something we're very yeah. respectful of, absolutely. and we're very honored that we get to have that part of the history. Yeah, yeah. We
1: had a Norwich eleven at home that day as well. Uh, Dean Brill started in goal. Ling Ekpiteta, Coulson, and Happy with Widdison completing the back. Uh, six. Uh, Wright, Clay, Maguire, Drew with a midfield, and uh, Wilkinson and Angle made it up. Uh, made up that team up top with sub Sergeant Judd, Ogie uh, OG, sorry,
0: uh, Gorman Brophy, Alabi, Harold, and Satoru. So obviously, both of you gents were there. I missed it yesterday. Good turnout, good atmosphere beforehand. Was it a bit odd? Obviously, obviously, again, I guess being back at Brisbane Road for the first time in a matchday capacity. Hmm probably from your perspective, more than a fan's perspective,
2: not having Justin there, still not sunk in? Or? No, just complete disbelief on my part. Uh, I just, I don't understand it yet. I still don't get it. Um, uh, but two things happened. Number one, there was a tremendous amount of rain uh, in the morning, and there was forecast for more and more rain. Um, we also know that a lot of people are out on holiday, during this time, that you know the kids had just gotten out of school, so there was a an exit we didn't expect, uh, but maybe around a thousand fans, and I think that's about what we had. So the people that were there, were very glad that they were there, and and you know we had the appropriate number and all of that. Um, we don't expect we don't expect preseason to look anything like the regular that's season, um, but yeah, I, you know another minutes applause for Justin and and you know the things, but it is, um, I can tell you from having a conversation with a number of people that are either staff or players or coaches, it was odd to go into, you know, Briar Group Stadium and him not be there. It was, it was, a lot of different people had a lot of different reactions um, and it's something that, that we needed to sort of get done and, and, and sort of, you know, everybody needs to understand kind of how they're going to feel about it. It's hard to do it. You can do it mentally, but then when you're in the situation, then you're like, oh, wow, I didn't think I was going to think that or feel that. So it's really good, um, you know, that it happened yesterday. But, you know, it's, yeah, it, it hadn't sunk in. For me, personally, no. No, I just don't, I don't get it. But, you know... Maybe one day I will, and maybe I never will. I mean, you know, I, just, I just don't understand it. I just don't get it, but it is kind of is what it is. Let me just say this about something real quick. Charlie Edinburgh is pure class. He is phenomenal. He is a phenomenal young man. Um, he is a credit to Justin. I know Justin was a credit to him, and Justin was his, you know, kind of his everything in a certain way. But just, you know, Justin, I know, was very proud of Charlie, but I have no idea. I had no idea why he was so proud of Charlie, but the way that Charlie has conducted himself mm-hmm. over the last you know a few weeks and months. Has been absolutely phenomenal. He is a class act. Mm. He is really a class act. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and absolutely. it was very
1: respectful of Norwich. They bought a wreath with them as well, and that mm-hmm. was laid out uh, yeah. At, yeah. at the start so of the yeah. game was, as well. It was very it was, respectful. It was
2: out there today too. It, 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 it was the, still yeah, there think, at the open right. day too. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, just it is it is um, different. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, it, we miss him. I still miss him. I don't know that I'll never not miss him, but I'm, I am miss him. You
1: know? um, so moving on to the game, then the first chance of the game went to Norwich in the 15th minute as a good through ball opened up our defence, but their man smashed the effort uh, against the crossbar.
0: Yeah, 24th minute, Norwich took the lead as we sat back and allowed him two deep into a half. And JC, me. this time wasn't denied as his shot beat Dean Brill, who got a fingertip to it, but couldn't keep it out. And it was 1-0 to Norwich.
1: Yeah, there wasn't really much <clears throat>
0: else to talk about, um,
1: I think, from the first half. But um, JMD replaced. Sorry, was replaced by James Brophy
0: at half time. Yeah, 57th minute. First chance for us as Lee Angle, who was dispossessed. Won the ball back in the Norwich box. Cross for Connor Wilkinson, whose head is glanced wide. Yeah,
1: I thought Lee did very well there. 62 minutes on the clock then. Second sub for us as Dean Brill is replaced by Sam Sargent. Um, <coughs> that sub is Brill... <coughs> Fit? No that was always the plan was to bring him off on the hour mark oh, okay. Yeah, 60, yeah. he wanted oh, okay. to play longer but they didn't want to chance it oh, okay. and hurt him more so yeah that was always the plan
0: as Ross would say in the post-match that I got with him excellent 64th minute the O's equaliser Sam Ling had the ball on the edge at the Norwich box and with the outside of his right boot putting a superb cross to the angle at the far post who hits it first time in the volley and levels the scores to make it one or good goal from what I've seen on the uh, Twitter feed brilliant from Sam Ling brilliant cross
1: outside of his boot curled it round angled read the angle of it no pun intended perfectly mm-hmm. and just goal brilliant really yeah. good goal that. so, so yeah. Kent we know how
0: emotionally invested you get in matches yes. it's understandable this was a pre-season front of yesterday yes. still as emotionally invested as ever
2: didn't sit
0: <laughs> <An> entire match <laughs>
2: Did you kick any boards down there? They have removed the signs. (laughs) You'll see they've removed those signs. What do your family Uh, make of this?
1: Are you this passionate about American sports that you follow? No. Okay, (laughs) so obviously you don't have a vested interest per se in them like you do with Orient. So how do your family... When they
2: see you doing what you do on that balcony, how do they? Well, luckily, uh, my daughters have known me their whole lives, and so they know that I am the way I am. Right, and there's okay. nothing they can do about it, and there's you know there's just something wrong. Um, my wife, uh, unfortunately, remembers a time before there was me, and right. now she just knows that there's something wrong with me too. So, um, I love to win. And I uh, you know, I, I get pretty hyped up about a lot of things and I just I love Leighton Orient. I love it when we play and you know, I just really enjoy it. No I, such thing I as a friendly so much... yeah. Sir. You know <laughs> friendly? And <laughs> no. what does that mean? No, I don't I don't know. I d I don't know what a that friend That just means is. you're not gonna keep me as far as you would in a proper game. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, I I wanna win all the time, everything. We can play, um, you know, anything, any game you want to play, I'm going to want to win. Yeah. It's, just a, it's just a competitive thing. I'm yeah, nice. it's just my nature. And I think winning's a habit, so I really love it that we keep getting these results mm-hmm. in preseason because I think that I think that in, it breeds confidence and all that. I know there's another theory where it doesn't matter. I get that. Um, but it matters to me. So, yeah. yeah, I didn't sit, and there were people yelling at me, sit down, what are you doing, stop, you know, all that. But... Nah. It's all good. Tough. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Great. <laughs> I own this place, I
0: can do what I like. <laughs> so, in the 73rd minute, Dal Gorman came on for Craig Clay. And three minutes later, Alabi came on for Angle and Harold was also introduced in the 80th minute as he replaced Connor Wilkinson. Yeah, four minutes later, the O's make it 2-1 as Josh Wright uh, battled
1: tenaciously in midfield, drove forward, took a shot from roughly 20 yards out and beat the Norwich keeper as Josh pointed to the heavens above. I didn't see that bit, but... Yeah, I think he's
0: going to be... Um, when he scores his first league goal or competitive goal, I think he's going to be very uh, emotional yeah. and look towards, as you probably expect from him. But great to see. Agreed. I think he tweeted after the match, something alluding to that was for, for Justin. It was for that? Justin, As you yeah. Yeah. expect. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's the way the match ended. So there was no other action to talk about as he owes one the game two one to notch up another pre-season win. So that means we've finished pre-season having played seven games With five wins, two draws. So you said you love winning. Five out of seven is not too bad. Haven't lost. It's all good. 16 Orient goals scored by 11 different players. With (coughs) Lee Angle scoring five pre-season goals. So got to be happy with the amount of players who are scoring goals. So I wasn't there yesterday. You were lucky enough to be there. But also doubly lucky enough to be at post-match with Mr. Embleton. Yep, thanks very much to uh, to Elliot for sorting that out for me. And here's what Ross had to say.
1: Ross, thanks very much indeed for joining us. Two um, one at home came from behind to win. Obviously, going behind and, and then coming on on to win uh, is vital in any game,
3: obviously. Um, but do the results really matter that much in pre-season? I don't think they matter incredibly. Um, but I think there's nothing like winning games of football. There's nothing like breeding that um, you know that unbeaten feeling. We all know what that felt like at the start of last season. So I think coming out of pre-season without suffering defeat is He's a a bonus. He's a, you know something that we set out in every game to achieve. Obviously, we set out to win them, but to not lose at all over pre-season, he's he's, he's obviously a positive. He's better than better than not. So he's not going to overly impact. But you know, had we lost seven eight games over the summer, we'd probably be going into the season with a bit of different bit of a different mindset. So positivity can only ever be a good thing. And That was the last pre-season
1: game of these sort official fixtures, but obviously there is one on, on Monday night. But what have you learnt from the team
3: over the course of this pre-season so far? I've learnt that there's a hell of a lot of togetherness, um, which we all knew last year was a big theme and big big, um, big part of what we achieved last year was that, that together feeling from everybody across the club, but certainly when we're in that dressing room with the staff and the players, and that's continued. I think the... Uh, existing players have embraced the new boys extremely well, and likewise, I think the, the new lads have come in and really respected everything that's gone on at this football club over the summer and what's been achieved in recent times. And I think that's very difficult, you know. It's a unique place to, to work and a unique place to be part of. But they've embraced the the, uh, the opportunity so far, and I've been really impressed with the way they've all all gone about their business. So I think um, I've learned that 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 togetherness. Certainly still exists, and and, and I knew you know, I had a feeling that it would be, but at the same time you don't know what it what, what effect everything would have had on the boys. But they've they remained positive, they've remained together, and I think that's all we could have asked for them over the summer so far. And
1: from a perspective of the players that played and then the ones that came on, there was a couple of impressive performances. Have you got selection headaches now ahead of Saturday next week, Ashot?
3: Yeah, I've had them all summer in terms of how I set the team up, how I stage the team to get their just their minutes on the pitch is always a challenge. And then obviously as we. Start Start creeping closer. Naturally, players, supporters, staff will start to analyse what the best team is going to be to put out on the pitch next week. I think we've got a fantastic squad that's going to impact the season, all, you know, all season. They all want to be in the team to start next week. I'm very, very close to knowing and, and being comfortable with the team that I'm going to put out there. But at the same time, I think one or two people have, have come in today and today and imposed themselves on that. So it's a selection headache, but you'd much rather have them than not. 100%. And Dean Brill came off just over the hour mark. I'm assuming that would be planned. All planned, yeah. We, we, we were supposed to play him on Tuesday night at Bishop Stalford and it was decided we'd give him a bit more uh, intense training uh, for the couple of days in build-up and afterwards, knowing that he could get a little bit longer here today, so the hour was always the plan for two reasons. One, to give uh, Dino, a, a time and minutes out on the pitch, but then at the same time to to give Sarge who's done well as Arthur as, but Sarge who's done well throughout pre-season the opportunity to play here today because were Dean not to be fit next week and 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 you know and, and in terms of looking at performances, Sarge has done everything right over the summer, so it was important to give him that time out there today as well. And Sam uh, Sam had about half an hour and yeah. didn't have that much to do, but what he did do, he did well. Yeah, he come for one cross, got a good punt, a good you know good hand on it to push it away from the goal. Um, I think people forget, you know, that Dino, we talk about Dino a lot and, and the amount of games that he's played and it's been incredible to go from being a coach to a goalkeeper and playing every week for God knows how many weeks. But at the same time, Sam Sargent comes in every day. Every day, drives the strikers on. He's, he becomes a bit of a, the one that the boys have a, a bit of a wind-up with at the t- in training. But he has an impeccable attitude every day to come out and stay out with the boys when they want to do their extra work, diving himself around and working himself incredibly hard so he deserves immense credit and like I say, over the summer he's done really really well and, and I thought he did well when he came on Injury update on those that haven't played or trained I don't want to miss anyone out but if we uh, Joby um, he's a bit of a suck it and see we've got to take our time we've sort of pushing him to a level to see if he suffers any discomfort, then to push him again to see where we can get him to each sort of stage in order to be capable of training and, and up for selection. So that's going to take a little bit of time, not a, hopefully not not too long. Jamie Turley's in a very similar position. to has got a similar sort of injury to, to jo, what Joby suffered. Um, but he's running more now on his own. He's striking a lot more balls. And it's the same sort of thing, see how far we can get him before we know whether he's suffering any more discomfort, uh, Juddy just suffered a bit of a knock on Tuesday night and uh, woke up on uh, Wednesday morning uh, a bit stiff, a bit sore around his knee. So we're hoping uh, with a bit more rest over the weekend that we'll see him back in the group next week. James Dayton. James Dayton, of course. Oh, I don't forget him. Um, yeah, dates. Is, it's, it's been positive for dates. He done some running out in Spain, which was which was great to see him out there plodding along. And then um, now he's. Um, He's had some good news this week on his injury. That we're going to let it settle down over the next couple of days, but we hope to see him sort of start running and striding and having a view with the next sort of five, six weeks being a big period for him and, and getting him closer to the team again. Awesome. And um, new players. There's been a lot of
1: talk about new players. We're hmm. supposed to have signed a couple last week and the week before and all of that. And I think Ken. I think I read somewhere Kent has said there'll be a couple of new signings coming in. Is there any update on?
3: There's not an official update in terms of um, which I suppose is not a question you probably expected. But Answer out, right, as honest as I try to be, but it'd be naive of me to say, yeah, we're going to try and sign this player, and, and it doesn't come off. I think the big thing that we um, we found last year was that when we wanted to get a deal done, it didn't take much to get it done because we were late and orient in the national league, and, and, and we, as soon as we set our minds to something, we usually got very got very close to getting it right. We've now gone from that to being the big fish to the you know to the little ones swimming at the bottom, and we you know I think we've still got a good status in this league, but we have to wait and be patient for the ones to come available that we want we've got ideas, clear ideas of the players that we want to bring in uh, sometimes it's dependent on club having some ins and outs and, and obviously you know, things to be agreed before it happens. I would like to think the sooner the better for everybody because it just gives us more uh, stability and more uh, consistency to work with but if it takes out a little bit longer and it's the right group, you know, we're comfortable and happy with the group and the players that we've got here at the moment, it's just, uh, just being patient before we get the right players in Good luck for next season. We'll be watching very closely, obviously. Okay. And thanks
1: very
0: much for your time. So that was Paul speaking to Ross Embleton yesterday. And a big thank you to Ross and Elliot for sorting it out. And Ross, as always, speaks honestly from the heart. Mm-hmm. Always gives a good value in those interviews. And some good insight there. And well done. Good questions from you there, Mr. Lee. Well, thank Can you, you very
1: you? much. I've done this once or twice. Uh, before I got the knack of it now, so um, yeah, getting games. used to it. But I tell you what, um, Dave Victor is just like a machine when it comes to just rolling out brilliant questions. I've nicked one or two from him actually. Oh really? But obviously couldn't word it how he did. But Dave is just such a. It's just so fluid with it, or it's mm-hmm. it's it's really super impressive. Um, so where were we? Your um, views on yesterday? Yeah, good workout for the team. More minutes in the legs, particularly. Um, for those who are going to be starting next week. I did think at times we lacked a bit of intensity that we've been used to seeing, but maybe that isn't to be expected in a pre-season game, obviously from an injury perspective, that they wouldn't necessarily want to be doing that. Uh, As you heard from Ross there, there's a minimal amount of injuries, thankfully, in the club are trying to sign new players, but they have to be the right ones, not just signings for the sake of signing.
0: So I guess we touched upon it before, but you don't like losing. We've had seven games in pre-season, not lost. Are you happy where the team are at and where the club is at as it stands going into next Saturday yeah
2: I, I, I think that I think, we're, I think we're okay I just want us to be better than okay hmm. I want us to be how do we get better how, we, what does better but, look like uh, uh, well I hope, I hope that we improve the side by the next couple of signings and that's what we want to do we want to improve the side and I you know this is not this is not a it stops there you know, there's a January transfer window. We've always been very active in the January transfer window. So we'll do the things that we need to do in August, and we'll get that done, and then we'll be active in the January transfer window again. So it's, a, it's an ongoing process. You know, Martin Ling talks about the evolving squad, and there's this constant evolving squad. Unfortunately, some players do get injured, and we never want anyone to get injured. I don't even like it when the opposing team uh, goes through an injury because I just I just think it's a terrible thing to happen to a young man who spent his whole life trying to figure out how to do this and he happens to be injured and doesn't get to do what he really wants to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so for us, we know we're going to have injuries, so we're trying to figure out the best way to prepare for that in case that happens and, and to what degree that happens. And as we need people to come back, like Joby and and, and uh, Turley and, and Dates, and we know they're going to come back. So... It's just about us making the squad as good as we possibly can make it between now and the end of August and being ready to uh, do this thing that you guys are so excited about called League Two. Mm-hmm. You'll, see. <laughs> You'll, get You'll see. You'll get there. You'll see. You'll get there. All right, good. You'll get there.
0: So Sunday, the 28th of July, and it was open day at the O's today. I guess from your perspective, how important is it, Can this open day happens? Because we've been there in the previous regime and this open day was cancelled, never took place. And one of the first things you guys done when you came in is bring this open day back. Sure. And you can see from the photos and the tweets that you guys are getting. How important sure. is it? But how important is it for you that this happens?
2: Well, what, you know, it's my first open day today. It was my first open day. I'd never been to one. Okay. So this was the first one I'd been to in the last three years um, or the last three times. And. I was uh, so pleased with how many kids there were there. I mean, it's just that that was the part that I just absolutely had uh, such, a, such a great time with, just the kids and, and hanging out with them and doing all that. Um, certainly, there are things that we did today that we're trying. We'll want to improve it next year. Um, but I think it is really important that our fans get to interact with our players and that our players understand the degree or the level of love that these families have for this club. I think it's really important that the players say to themselves, maybe tonight, wow, this club is different than some of the clubs I've been at before. These fans really do care. And now I know some of the names and I know some of the faces and I'm playing for them. I'm wearing the badge, I'm playing for the club, but I'm also playing for some of these fans. And I think that's really important. I think it's a really valuable thing. I can't imagine not doing it, so I don't understand some of that. But um, yeah, I, did. I, I found it very valuable. I thought, I thought it was really valuable. It was really fun to watch... The kids interact with the uh, you know, with the players and the players interact with the parents and you know and the fans and all that. It's fantastic, yeah. Mm.
0: Great stuff. Great. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. So we ran a Twitter poll to find out where you thought the O's would finish in League Two for the upcoming season. Mm. We've done this quite sporadically. We had four hundred done it to be honest. Four hundred and thirty four <laughs> votes in twenty four hours. Ah. So let's see where you thought we'd come in. So eight percent thought we'd finish lower than seventeenth. Yeah. Nine mm. percent thought we'd finish in the top three. Twenty-eight mm. percent thought we would finish in the playoffs, with fifty-five percent thinking mid table, which is between playoffs and seventeen. So read to that what you will. What you will. Last year I think we done something similar and I think promotion was high up if it didn't win it. So we'll see where that comes in.
1: Yeah, always good what are your to expectations get in. So, for next season then
0: I've not got a clue I've honestly not got a clue I don't think we'll struggle and I'm not sure I'm not sure where we'll finish if I'm honest I'd be happy with a top 10 finish in all honesty because I think there's some big big clubs who've come down I'd be interested to see how Bradford City do mm-hmm. who Sofie. can literally take 30,000 fans through their doors but they've had a massive massive influx of players it doesn't always work when you bring in that amount of new players Scunthorpe are set up to do well Plymouth have brought in the Berry manager who took Berry up last year Walsall could be dangerous Salford have made signings have got Mansfield. a lot of money Forest Green Rovers have been very good in the transfer market have taken a bit of Adams have signed Matty Stevens today the club Mansfield you also got your clubs who are shouldn't really be in League 2 but seem to be stagnating there like Swindon Town who not so long ago were Premier League to see how they do. So I've got no idea. I've kept an eye on League 2 through the Football League show and watching the goals, but I've got no idea. But for me, if the front two can click early and Angle's already got five goals in pre-season, if they can get running early and we can get a win in that first game, I think that could put us on a real good stepping stone for us. Yeah. I think it's really important we keep happy and Marv at the club and don't lose too many more players, but I don't think we would do that. Um and it'll be interesting to see how the lack of playing time for the squad players who are currently kind of injured, how they come back. So Brill there's a big question there. It, will he be ready for Saturday? And if not, Sam Sargent, who can probably do a good job, hasn't played a league game in two years now, how will he react to being in that situation? Turley, date Dayton. We know how important it is for players to get pre-season and those are big, big players, like Mackinough is a huge player, and so does Brill. So without them having the full pre-season, it'd be interesting to see how they come back into the squad. Um, but yeah, really excited. You know, if we beat Cheltenham and then follow up with Macclesfield and Exeter, that's three games where you're thinking maybe six points, seven. If you get six at seven out of those, then you're off, and you're away, and you're part of that chasing pack. But as you said numerous times, it's not where you start; it's where you finish. It is. Yeah, um, I'd obviously like to see us get automatic promotion,
1: uh, as there are three places available, not just the one that we've been used to for the last two years. Tranmere and Lincoln have proved it can be done. I think with the squad that we've got which is by and large the same as we've had for over 2 years now with no uh, you know with with some of them with plenty of league experience we should be pushing for a playoff place but consolidation for me is vital and as long as we're not in a relegation scrap I'd be quite heavy and I do I think you made a great point the fact that the lack of pre-season game time for some of the injured players will be interesting to see how they work themselves back into the team and how they cope with it um Yes, it's an interesting time, um, but yeah, I, I sort of mid table would be fine for me as well, for, for for next season with a view to then consolidate and then push on the following season. Rome wasn't built in a day, so
0: but like Ross has said, he's got good headaches to have. So you know, he's, he's got, got players head- who are changing. Yeah. He's got selection headaches, and also I think he's got a formation headache still because does he go five three two? Does he go four four two? Can he go four? He's got all these different systems he can play, and only he knows, or well, probably him and Danny know what they're gonna do on Saturday but they do have scope to change the formation of the game and they're very lucky to have that and we go mm-hmm. to seven subs because last year we were stuck on five he has more options and more game changers to, to, to turn games around so bring it on so we asked this question to our Twitter fan base and there was to be fair lots of people made really great points we've got quite a few in here but a lot make good points so we'll start with Paul underscore Stokes 39 to strapping Kent for these so I reckon a relegation scrap Paul reckons I don't think we've added enough extra quality to the squad, particularly going forward. Also, as much as I think Brill has had a good season last year, I'm not convinced he'll be as good in League Two. I think we'll survive, but just. There's a bit of criticism yesterday for Dean Brill off the back of that goal, which I've not seen, but that's mighty unfair on an unfit Dean Brill who, numerous times over the last season, saved us, but everyone's got an opinion and we respect that. I think Dean will be disappointed he didn't
1: save that yesterday. I think in a different... like Four months ago, he would have saved that and that wouldn't have gone in. I think is probably where I'd put that... David Barrett 6 said, if Justin has still been leading us, then I would have said the playoffs were attainable. Now I've no
0: no idea, although I don't think relegation will be the end result. Paolo 1986, I think twelve to eighteen, so just in the bottom half. The season is all about staying up given the events of the summer and our first year back, plus losing our two strikers. It's important we keep behind the team, the results don't go our way at times. But of course I'd love to be wrong and be in the top three.
1: Noreen underscore Telfer said, while I'd love to be top three, I think just outside the playoffs,
0: JMD and Anger will be top players this season. A lot of hope on JMD and Angle in these tweets. I think a right. lot of people think these two will be the big two for the O's this year. Lennon 4 says, I will t- gladly take a mid-table finish as we have got used to playing league football again. We have a foundation and we should push on from there next season. Boats, Bo- at Boats he said think it will
1: be a tough season but think we'll still finish between 10th and 7th uh, would love
0: uh, for us to be 7th I think anger will be good for us oh dear Walsh he says as long as we're not in a relegation scrap I'll be happy pre-Justin I had a good feeling about an outside chance of the playoffs but I'm not so sure now Paul Champion 19 said so long as we are competitive I'm
1: sure we will be in the top half in our first season back we haven't finished adding to the team yet so
0: let's see who Martin and the team bring in to add some depth and quality. Magic underscore John says, in angle, there's a better finisher than Bomb if we can give him the service. We look fine in defence, but I'm worried about the creativity from midfield, but all to play
1: for. Kid Samson O said, 19th, but not too close to the drop in terms of points. There's a real dearth of lead two quality. Outside of the first eleven, and in it
0: at certain positions. Digger H seven seven three zero four six says for all the doomsters among us, read the article in the Times this morning regarding dodgy owners, and we should thank our lucky stars for Kent Nigel. We have a well managed club. We are back in the EFL, and we have a good chance of finishing in the top half. At El Hangle,
1: um, El Hangle said we should cruise in mid table. I would have thought. I'm excited to see JND next season. Play some good football and get off to a decent start and I think we'll be
0: alright. Vince Howard73 says, I will go mid-table as I just don't know. There's so many ifs and buts after Justin's death but I think it's impossible to predict how far we are going to go. As for players, Angle seems to know where the goal is so he could be a great signing. Richard
1: J. Bourne said, mid-table finish with Alabi's super sub securing valuable points
0: along the way. <laughs> at Alpha2 underscore O underscore Omega says it's going to be tough we haven't exactly been scintillating pre-season and the team will have to work hard to grind out results in the league however we do have some great players and I'm convinced that Angle will prove to be an even better finisher than Bond low mid-table a lot of people really pinning their hopes on Angle here saying he's better than Bond which is which different is players. Lee, yeah. different players
1: different players Ben D. Bollard said, I think it will be a slow start and then a mid-table finish. Just hope everyone holds
0: their nerve when things don't go our way. Esau Barber, 1986, says I think top 10 is possible but need at least two more plays in my opinion to strengthen. I think Angle, Brophy and JMD will smash it next season. Dirk Turk said, Comfortably in the playoffs. First 11 as good as anything in the
1: division and will be strengthened further. We last, we saw last season they have the bottle when it
0: matters. I think Dirk, I think not Dirk, Matt, that guy's name is Matt, also made a great point when he was tweeting generally, he said all these players have played in League 2 before, Bob yeah. and Marvin and Happy, they've all at some point played mm. at this level before, so it's not like they're all going into this, not knowing what is expected, so right. they've all got an idea of what League 2 football was like, which is a yeah. really good point, I thought. Yeah. At Wheeler Dennis, says, I can't believe some of the negativity I'm seeing. We have a great squad, great backroom staff, great owners, and coupled with our superb fan base, why can't we get promoted this season? Justin made us winners, so let's never forget that. Paul R. Gregory said, yeah. So not a, so not seeing a pre-season game. I feel the Orient factor is
1: affecting the fans. Our squad is well capable and I feel back-to-back promotions is very possible.
0: Many years of Orient make you negative, but we must believe. Surely. Yeah, the APK underscore music review says I'll settle for consolidation, of course, and the prospect of returning to the National League anytime soon after the legacy of Justin would of course break my heart and leave me shattered. But I'm confident if we stay free of Injuries, we can finish comfortably in mid-table. Gold nine three one said mid-table all day long. Anything
1: better is a bonus. Hoping to see the best from Wilkinson and a massive improvement from Jordan Maguire. Drew anger will be good if he stays fit, but the key man this year could be Dal Gorman. Expecting big
0: things from him. Yeah, interesting. Let's see if Dal has that season. Alan MCLA one says I think the first few games will give us an indication. I'm optimistic about a top 10 finish, but I've always said we've got to win our home games. Having Myles Judd back is good for me.
1: Uh, LOFC Chaz said, should be mid-table with some of the players we have, but as long as we stay up, we have had a good first year back. JMD will be massive, as will Angle, and I think Wooderson and Clay will pick up where they left off. Surprise package could be OG if he gets game
0: time. Yeah, good point. Hope Boy 291 says it will be a roller coaster, some big wins, some mediocrity, some poor results. Overall, we'll hold on to our league status. Maybe a punt at the playoffs to keep us on the hook. Matt J Nash said, I was convinced if we went up last season, we
1: would go straight through League 2. With the Justin tragedy, I think it's now so difficult to predict how the season might go. A run at the playoffs would be a great achievement, in my opinion, and a lot likely
0: to depend on new strikers. Yeah, Ron Sampson, 15, says the squad is too thin at the moment. Could be a tough season. I reckon a permanent head coach will come in at some time. I'm not sure Ross is head coach material, but we need to get off to a good start. But I do think Leangold could turn out to be a good signing.
1: Fingers crossed. Ed Jones, nineteen seventy six, said maintaining league status is a must. Whether that's by one point or in the top half, that's all that matters. Angle looks like a real player, but the ability to keep clean sheets will be important. I do think we have,
0: but I do think we have a great back four or five when all fit. Bring on next week. Or in fan TV, says well, I think we'll do okay. Possibly just missing out on the playoffs between eighth and twelfth. Although I hope I'm wrong when we finish higher. Players to shine for us will be Maguire, Drew, Brophy, Angle, and Coulson. And another who could do well for us is Brill. He saved us loads of points last season. Reedy QB9 said,
1: surprised to see so much negativity on here. We have a solid defence and plenty of creativity. I fancy Gorman to do well when he gets his chances. And don't forget, we have Joby to add to the team. JMD,
0: the key for me, will compete for a playoff spot. Magnus (coughs) Magnus is solid top six. I think the summer events have brought the squad closer and hope team spirit is sky high which is something you can't buy great point there love to see JMD and Gorman fit for the season and the new strikers look strong forget all that let's go for top spot again it was great to meet you Muggins Spagna at Justin's Memorial in Charles yeah Jay yeah good point thank you very
1: much yeah it was good to meet you as well good to chat to you a final word on this though goes to Gorillaz 1985 who said I think our first 11 stay injury free I think if our first eleven stay injury free, then we will be on the edge of the playoffs. The squad and youth players will have you will have to step up when suspensions and injuries come in. A good start and early goals for both strikers will be key. Roll on next Saturday.
0: So Ken, following all of those tweets, I guess as the last thing that we do in this podcast before we round it up, what's your message for
2: O's fans ahead of the new season? It's going to be a roller coaster ride, <laughs> no doubt about it. Any time that uh, an organization goes through um, something like what we've gone through, there is a heightened emotional attachment to the club. So I do expect our fans will be more emotional maybe than normal. I do expect that our our coaches will be more emotional than normal in certain ways. And I do think that our players will be more emotional. Um and so what that means for me, and I think for Nigel, is that we have to be more moderating. So I think we'll do a lot of moderating. When the fan base is really high, we'll try to moderate them down a little bit. And when the fan base is really low or really on the backs, uh, you know, we'll be trying to moderate them back up a little bit. Um, but it's going to be another phenomenal season full of who knows what. Um, because we've just got, there are a lot of unknowns, and you know, just don't know yet. But it is going to be a lot of fun. It'll end up being a lot of fun. You'll it'll enjoy be, your. First it'll be worth it. it football, it'll be yeah. worth it. Yeah. It'll be worth it. No doubt. Yeah. Oh,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. So at one hour fifty one. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs>
0: let's round this up and so fantasy football. So the Orient Outlook podcast, fantasy football league, is back for the upcoming season. On fantasy.premierleague.com. And if you played in our fantasy football league last year and you have a team this year, you automatically get entered back into our league. And if you didn't join our league last season on fancy your chances, then join us by going to the website, creating a team, clicking Join Leagues, join our private league, and enter code NGB8RG. You need to put in your pants soon because I beat you. Yeah. I haven't forgotten about that, bet. No, that's
1: fine. Dream Team, I didn't think Kent deserved that uh, for this one. Dream Team uh, League, our Dream Team League is also back for another season, so make sure you re-enter to play in our league using the code S for Sugar, G for Golf, the number three, S for Sugar, 3-2-A-A, A. that's Alpha Alpha, that's our Dream Team League code.
0: Yes, we will tweet both of those nearer the time <laughs> of the Premiership season starting, so positives and negatives of pre-season then, so positives unbeaten during pre-season, Always good to see that. Another positive, low squad turnover. Just kept very, very tight last season. I think the quality we've added seems like all the players are fitting in. Haven't lost too many players. Seems to be like for like for the most part, but really happy with the squad turnover. And lastly, the spirit in the camp seems great. Everyone seems to be really buzzing. Everyone's saying the right things. Yeah. Ross, again, from what Ross has said, seems to be all good. So some real positives coming out of that. Yeah, Um, sadly a couple of negatives, Um, Justin won't be there on Saturday
1: to see how much it means to everyone to be back in the Football League, Uh, and injuries from last season that players haven't recovered from, from Joby, James, Jamie and Dean, uh, and all of those, so we wish them a speedy recovery.
0: Yeah, so Hero of the Week is now becomes Hero of the Month, because we're not podded in a month, so I think we're unanimous in this one? Yeah, uh, yeah. I I think
1: there could have been a number of people from you know, the board who managed the situation through uh, sort of adjusting it expertly, um, it could be anyone, but this
0: chap does, is absolutely worthy, absolutely worthy, so, so it is Ross Embleton, gets Hero of the Month, I mean, he's had to lead the players through the last month, you know, mm-hmm. and deal with everything that's been thrown at him, so he's been yeah. doing an excellent job, always smiling on his face, always positive, long mate continued, Ross. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, very,
1: very worthy. Um, and good luck for next week, mate. Next week's fixtures, though, we've got uh, an Orient 11 travelling to Caranby Island on Monday, the 29th of July. And then football is back, and the season kicks off on Saturday, the 3rd of August, as we welcome Cheltenham Town to Brisbane Road in our first game back in the EFL. And it's sure to be an emotional one, as many fans will be back at Brisbane Road for the first time since Saturday, the 27th of April, when we lifted the National League trophy. And we all know Justin will be looking down on us, cheering on the O's. And kudos to a group of Cheltenham fans for the superb Justin flag. So, for those of you that may have missed this, uh, a group of Cheltenham fans got in touch with us a couple of months back and asked and said that they wanted to do uh, a flag uh, and make a flag that they would give to us uh, as, as a as a goodwill gesture. Um, they wanted to raise the money for it from uh, the footballing community, and they said any money over the cost of the actual flag would go. Mm-hmm to the Justin Edinburgh Foundation. Correct. Right. Um, the flag cost four hundred quid and they raised that pretty sharpish. And I think they've added seventeen hundred pounds on top of that four hundred quid from whoever in the footballing community had done that. And that seventeen hundred pounds go into the J3 Foundation, yeah, yeah. so um, yeah. those
0: fans absolutely
1: yeah. well done. I can't
2: think the right. 1887,
0: Army, no, 1887 Army.
2: army. Think, yeah. Yeah. Have I you seen the size right. of that flag? Yeah, I haven't seen the size it's of it, but it's massive. I've so it credit to Cheltenham for sorting that yeah. flag yeah, absolutely absolutely it's, huge. No, it's it's a fantastic
0: gesture, yeah, and again, no again no. just shows you about fans. Like they okay. didn't have to do that because we just turned yeah. up, watched Amazing. the team, they have gone home. Amazing, fair play, So really important on Saturday to get behind Ross. Danny, Joby and the team help get the boys over the line to three points in our season opener. And if you see us, please come over and say hello in the South Stand or even outside the ground. And you can even give us an oi, oi. Which Dean Jags did yesterday. I did it, yeah. It's also
1: worth mentioning that the ladies are in friendly action uh, against the London Bees at the Hive, And that kicks
0: off uh, at 7.30 on Tuesday night. Yeah, so next weekend, you're here now for the next...
2: I'll be here until next Sunday. So after the Cheltenham match, then we'll go home the next day. Right. But yeah, I'm here from now till then. So what are your plans this week? Then what have you got? I've next got time? all, 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 <laughs> all. Orient. No, there are no, no schools. No, so you schools, can't do that no schools. So it's, it's, it's just a lot of. I'll be at the training ground a certain day. I'll be at the uh, the night with the coaches. I'll you know I'll yeah, be hanging out with Martin Ling and looking at his whiteboard and you know doing all that. Yeah. Let me say this about the season. Here's what we're gonna find out. Is it an excuse or was it a motivation? That's what we're gonna find out. We can use what's happened to us as an excuse for whatever results we get and turn it into something that it shouldn't have been or we can use it as motivation to push ourselves forward. And that doesn't just mean the players, that doesn't just mean the coaches, that means the fans, and it also means the club in general. So what we're gonna find out is what is Leighton Orient Football Club really made of Mm. over the next year or so. Was it, did it turn into an excuse or did it turn into a motivating factor? I believe it will be a motivating factor and it will propel our club even faster than we thought we were gonna go. So I'm really looking forward to it, yep. Love it. Love it. Fantastic.
0: Fantastic work. So that is it. Thanks for joining us for episode 186.
1: Yeah, pre season is now done. The drama starts all over again on Saturday. That roller coaster that we've all yeah. uh, enjoyed riding is back. What a dramatic <laughs> two months it's been since Wembley, as we all had to deal with the tragic passing of Justin Edinburgh, who will always be remembered at our club. We saw familiar faces leave, new faces come in, a new kit, a new management team, pre season friendlies, and lots more as the O's have prepared for our return. To the EFL, which is almost upon us.
0: Yes, we'll be back with episode one eight seven on Sunday, the fourth of August, with all the views and information that you could ever need. And if you're listening on iTunes, please subscribe and give our podcast a review. A very disappointing uh, lack of reviews coming in over the summer. So don't forget about us, everyone. Uh, if you're listening on SoundCloud, tune in on Stitcher, add us to your favourites, and that way you have all the podcasts available as soon as we upload them. We are also now on Spotify. So listening to the podcast has never been easier. We're also on Alexas, Echoes, any devices that are modern. You name them, we're on them. And also, we still have a few limited amount of Orient Outlook podcast mugs left. Shameless plug. And we also have podcast stickers, so they're free of charge. If you see us next Saturday, come and say hello. We'll give you a free sticker. So all got, it's got some badges to say, as well, actually, and badges. Yeah, yeah two grids. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Nice to be remembered, Ken. It's been thank two you hours. always a pleasure it's very hot in here a it's pleasure. very late thank you for always coming a pleasure. And always a pleasure your Sunday always a pleasure so we look forward to hearing from you and as always keep calm have a great week and listen to the orient outlook podcast Up the os